Welcome back to another episode of Director Showdown. This is your boy, Adam Dauphin, with my best friend and co-host, Brent. Hey, what's up, everybody? And we're back in Taika Waititi's corner. Uh, Waititi land. What? <laughs> I think we set up. What? That, that, did we even... Yeah, every time we're in Waititi land, we have to make up rise and with mm-hmm. us today our returning guest delphin and john from delphin cast pod <laughs> podcast that's awesome <laughs> cast nice or and revenge cast deafen pod from count of the sequel yeah revenge of the and, sequel yeah countdown to infinity yeah, and to, beyond are these <gasps> the, the one we just did recently is that coming out right before well now this, that or? is a question Oh, I should have asked myself beforehand. <laughs> I'm just what one did we record with you guys? <laughs> Will people be fatigued of us by now? That's my question. What did we just record with you guys? We did the World's World's End. End. Yeah, World's like, End. So that we're double have... dipping on your directors here. No, no, no. That's dropping actually this Monday. Wow. Yeah, so we're fine. This so we're all, good. Ooh, people will know this the inside baseball. This one's weeks yeah. off. This one, well, just two, I think. But yeah, <laughs> people will know the jokes well, and yeah. We're glad you guys are back. Yeah, thanks you know, for having us yeah. back. Because we don't have many friends to come on the cast, so I'm glad that you pity yeah. our podcast <laughs> and come on in. And give us those sweet, sweet downloads and listens because good of your Delphin sponsor. bucks. Yes. Oh yeah, baby. You'll, we're one of the most mainstream <laughs> podcasts. Yes, according to yeah, according SA to the current, current, we're the mainstream of. That was a knife shit. in John's heart. Though. It was, yeah. When they like, wrote see, mainstream. He he. Uh, it was skipped a beat. <laughs> yeah, as a prior punk. Yeah, I shouldn't have taken that so personally, but like I did remember starting Revenge of the Sequel to try to do like obscure shit and then eventually punk, punk like podcasting after, yeah after yeah like after a while like that was like my that was like well you know if people don't like hellraiser 2 then or like if people don't know what the fuck hellraiser 2 is and fuck them yeah no no it's just like you know they <laughs> not fuck them but like just like you know <laughs> go to hell yeah, yeah like we can just like we can <laughs> we can ease that transition into hell like you know uh <laughs> through the cube smoothly. Thing. yeah exactly yeah. Um, but yeah, we were, I guess we're very mainstream because we cover a lot of uh, uh, blockbusters. It's a weird mainstream enough to be misspelled on Exactly, on yeah. <laughs> so mainstream. We're Typos punk. Are, are free. Yeah. We're punk that went crunk, John. Ooh, we're yeah. popular now. What has true. anyone yeah. used the word crunk in 2020? I think you're that the Delphin, first I think uh, 2009 yeah. called, <laughs> and they want their terminology. Back. That was a better time, so I say. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I did yeah. learn today what vibe meant. Well, and I'm still vibe. not comfortable using it, but Ooh. I did I mean, learn that. We're all vibing here, I think. I oh. thought I knew what vibe meant. What does vibe mean? It might mean something different. Like you're, it's like when <laughs> girls on Tinder use the word vibe a lot, if that's a clue for you. Okay. I want to find vibe someone I vibe with. Is not really uh, <laughs> that I vibe with. Okay, so yeah. it's like gel. It's like uh, chemistry. It's but like, it doesn't have to be... Uh, it's usually sexual. It could be sexual. It doesn't have... Like, we're vibing. Are we vibing? We are vibing. Oh, we're vibing hard. Yeah. 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 I it's feel like kind we're of vibing sexual, there's there's a, there's Yeah, like, no, there's, it's still sexual. There's it's a, a sexuality coming up. Like, you can feel the sexual tension. Yeah, well, Adam there. is b- barely wearing a shirt. It's a sad excuse the truth, for yeah. wearing a shirt. I'm wearing shorts. You are wearing shorts. It's true. Hold on. Alexa, make all lights red. Ooh, I don't. Oh, oh see, oh, now we're vibing. Now, yeah. now we're vibing. This is, vibing. This, is a, this is an audio podcast, but all the lights turn red in my mm-hmm. apartment. So now we're ultimate vibe, big time vibe right here. We're chubs all around. Here. I know. Yeah, we're almost chilling. Chub town. <laughs> so, <laughs> so back to to keep it keep it vibing. 
with the progression of this podcast. See, now I don't think yeah. you know what it means. <laughs> no, I don't. keep it vibing. Keep it vibing. Yeah. Um, you know, to be in sync with the progression of the podcast. What would your ride be if you went to Watiti Land in Orlando, Florida? What, what ride hey, would you come up with? We did this bit. Yeah, we're, oh, doing, we're doing it again, it again. with... We, we, okay. You guys didn't do it, did you? No. We did it so, with yeah. David. Sounds... We didn't do it with them. Oh, fuck. You're right. Yeah. I thought we made it with you guys. God damn no, it. No, because da- David was the <laughs> only person, because they did World's End, so we wouldn't have talked about Waititi yeah. Land. Are there well, Waititi World, right? Waititi World. What are the Orlando? rules to this ride? You just make up whatever ride you think would be in this fictional Waititi yeah. World. Yeah, yeah. Waititi's. Waititi's world. Yeah, Waititi's. John, like, do you do, have anything? Like, I guess the... Okay, I'll give you guys an easy uh, setup here. Yeah, I was like, what's the context? There's like luge... You know, you know, there's like a luge, luge ride. Yeah. Yeah, you can have like the... What did David said? It was like something about Hunt of the Wilder People luge ride or something. Or His was like Jojo a dark rabbit. ride, I think, right? Mine was the Jojo Rabbit, uh, Hitler Sits Next to You oh my dark God. ride. And it was Sam Rockwell or something? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what it was, yeah. yeah. Sam Rockwell Sits Next to You and kind of narrates like... A mm. funny little spin on history of like a little white yeah. Oh my god! Like a clever little spin, oh and then god mine damn. was like a laser tag kind of ride through where you're hunting, you know, the wilder people. Yeah, yeah you're, you're hunting the people. The, Problematic. The now that I think about it, a little bit. Uh, we're we're hunting the indigenous people of yes. New Zealand. I don't know. Wow. But, it, it, but it's all oh, it's great. all in good fun. It's I, all yeah. in good fun. So there's actually a moment in Thor Ragnarok that I thought would be a really good ride. And I feel Don't like it mine. was made, or that sequence was created to feel a little Disney-esque, Disney World-esque. And I think that's the moment where he meets the Grand Master? That's the a Grand Willy Master. Wonka reference. The Willy that's, Wonka stuff. Yeah. I think like that was a fun intro to a ride that could be wild. Yeah. Uh, or that's, error. For sure. Like Yo, an LSD trip or that's something. That's funny yeah. because I remember... We had talked about like why I thought Taika would be a great Willy Wonka, mm. and then he does a direct yeah. Willy Wonka reference in this movie. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even, uh, make that connection. It That's was a true. song. The song is a Willy Wonka theme. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I will say this: in probably five years, that will actually be a ride, not in Waititi Land, but just regular. Yeah. Disneyland. Well, that was our, our pitch for YTD World is that Disney, after this whole COVID pandemic, they're going to be desperate for bucks. And they know, yeah. just like the rest of Hollywood does, Delphin, you, you, all you guys oh, know. Oh, we're fucking mainstream I mean, as shit. So oh, we you guys know. are totally mainstream. We know. But you guys, you guys, you guys are in tune with uh, in Hollywood right now. Like, YTD's the fucking guy, right? Like, YTD is yeah. absolutely the guy, like, uh, I don't know. Let's get YTD make a Star Wars movie. Let's uh, let's have him do. Uh, yeah. He's on that uh, Jordan Peele level cartoon. right now. We need I, something kinda, funny, yeah. but still honorable. Yeah, yeah. and so it's like get, yeah. Thor Ragnarok's maybe the uh, blueprint for that type of thing. But I was gonna say YTD World. My pitch. Oh no! Why well, I, I need to go back to what I was saying before? YTD <laughs> World. Sorry, they're gonna be desperate for those. You know that dinero after after yeah. COVID's done. So they're mm. going to need somebody as marketable and as funny and talented as Taika Waititi to come in there and make a whole goddamn section of one of their dis a whole new Disney world. part. Yeah, yeah. A Epcot, whole new world? A whole yeah. new world. For Marvel? For Taika. For Ta- just Taika. Oh, just Taika. Magic yep. Kingdom. Epcot. Oh, you're going to name them. Wild 
Nope. Wilderness. <laughs> That's already not something. Wilderness. Yeah. No, it's Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. MGM. M- uh, uh, no, Hollywood Studios. Hollywood, they changed it. Yeah. Right? Or Disney Hollywood Studios? Hollywood Studios, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. YTD World. And here's my pitch. Ragnarok and Roller Coaster. Wow. Now, this yeah. thing nice. is like okay. a Led Zeppelin fucking like... Immigrant song. Just immigrant song <laughs> pumping the whole duration. <laughs> You don't even need the whole song because most roller coasters are like two minutes long top. So you get fucking uh, immigrant song blasting over the speakers and it's just like this super fast You better pace. have Keith Urban flying over you with oh Keith, my God. Urban. Keith Urban. Keith, I, always say, <laughs> I always say Keith Urban. Why would he even yeah. be there? Uh, Aussie country Hold star on, Keith Urban. Run with it. Like, what, what were you, <laughs> what were you <laughs> yeah, thinking what, that what Keith, Urban like, Keith Urban Keith singing uh, uh, Red Solo uh, Carl Cup? Urban, Carl Urban. Carl Urban yeah, yeah. with Carl Urban, his okay. M16s oh, yes. flying through yeah. the air. Scourge and his stuff. Yes, I was. That's not far off. I was gonna say uh, the whole thing is you're basically Thor, and you're getting or you're chasing. You're basically Thor. I or, feel like, or you're getting chased by the dragon. I feel like you're like some companion to Thor because that's always how those riots yeah, work. Like yeah. you're like you're never the main character. You're never the main. Or character. if you're actually yeah. basically Thor, if you're using just that thing, you could probably just use. Or you're riding his as like the template. Or you're riding his Thor. hammer and you're going back you go. and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Hearts his... a little hammer oh and my. the dragon is behind you. The right. dragon from the opening, <laughs> a very like. Wait, so you've cool. shrunk down to the size to fit inside of a hammer. Yeah. Okay. That's so crazy. You guys were thinking of a ride like based off of this movie, and I was like, fuck, I just have one immediately, but it's not like based off of this movie. John, what is, what is, what is I was yours? Thinking the name of this ride for, you know, if you want to go to Waititi land, you know, or Waititi. If you want to go. If yeah. you want to go. Yeah, yeah. Would be what. It's a choice. What you do in the shadows, an escape oh, room experience. Uh, that you escape. Chunk, that's so basically good. That's really a haunted good. house. Before you get bitten by vampires, yeah, and you're shamed uh, because of the things you exactly, do in the shadows. Yeah, so like, yeah. And if you start annoying these people, then you you're an energy vampire, and you automatically win the game. That's funny. I That's think good. I, That's a, good. a funny haunted house could it be done? Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? That's a that's a good. No, I think that's a good idea. I mean, I mean, we've all seen Monsters, Inc. The big takeaway from that movie mm-hmm. is that laughter is more powerful than fear. Right. Yeah. So therefore, it's like you get like a, a delphin's looking around like that. Well, I'm just trying to think of, sure. of, of, of me getting mugged and then me laughing at him. I don't it's know. It's a if, good. Uh, no, it's, it's a, a good, good defense. Tactic, absolutely. Yeah, okay, cool. How um, annoying is your laugh? Like you're just like it's yeah. Joker level annoying. Ah, Perfect. See, there you go. Yeah, that's how you do it. Um, no, I think that's a good idea. If, if you're walking through. Is, what do you call that? Like a, a laughter mansion? Yeah, uh, basically a like a fun house. Wow. Like a fun house, basically. Haunted but laugh. It's a haunted fun house, house where you basically... In, haunted you know, fun house. That's you're good. walking through and you have these, uh, you know, people playing vampires. Well, you have actual vampires, you know, depending on... New Zealand comedians. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, that's and then, okay. um, you know, your, your, your object, uh, objective is either to escape the house or... Talk them to death, which is in very much in the style of what yeah, we do in the shadows. Vampire so. stuff, yeah. Unless you're yeah, a werewolf, uh, or not a werewolf, yeah, well, not a werewolf though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to wear track pants. Obviously, you can't bust out of your jeans. <laughs> and every what, time you say a swear word, they they get closer to changing into like a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. you can't. Yeah, you can't say you, that's can't, a, you can't cuss in there. Yeah. yeah, John, that's a great ride idea. You're truly the master of mainstream, buddy. Oh shit, the master. I didn't know I was reinforcing that idea. Goddamn master. 
I'm, I'm, that's what I'm putting that as oh. your new name in my phone. Oh, I, I, I see uh, your bank account. Uh, Disney corporate is, is is sliding in those bucks. <laughs> that's yeah. true. There's nothing but like. Wait, John. There's ears come. There's big old it's mouse growing ears out growing out of your hat. There's nothing. <laughs> going there's nothing but mainstream charges going. You know, like it's Disney, uh, Netflix, OnlyFans. All these things that are just on the mainstream. <laughs> OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh. OnlyFans world. Only OnlyFans world. Huh? I mean, <laughs> I I'd go there. Yeah, <laughs> Snyder Cut land. <laughs> <I'd> wow, <laughs> Snyder Cut is an OnlyFans that <laughs> definitely it is <laughs> happened. It totally is an OnlyFans thing. Now let's predict. <laughs> let's true. do that. This is a fun little topical thing. We're in a post Snyder Cut world. We are, we are. a post Snyder yeah, yeah. post Snyder Cut announced pre Snyder Cut released world. world. Uh, let's in. let's pitch <laughs> all of the terrible things that Snyder Cut has opened the gates for. Oh, man. Uh, what do you think? Oh my god! What do you think is open to open to the fans now? Is it like a, a roundtable thing? Like, so you say one, and then Adam well, says we're, one. We're wait, gonna, what are we picking? <laughs> I would say that this is like, like the Snyder Cut and Sonic the Hedgehog are the beginnings of like meme meme like control of film. I think you know what I mean. Mass Effect Three was a start. Really? Oh well, yeah. no. I, I think on the mainstream. Okay. Because that was a okay. Because like gotcha. Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, was Everybody memed knew. to death. Yeah. To where they they changed him and it was successful. Yeah. And then it for them, the yeah. Snyder Cut got memed to fucking hell, and they made a Snyder Cut. It's like this meme shit is starting to really started to pick up on capital. Yeah. You know? I don't know, but like it didn't work out so well for Rise of Skywalker, you know, because the fans kind of just. They kind of uh, steered the ship into the wrong fucking direction there. In, into know, the trash can. Bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that that is interesting, right? That like the what makes Yeah, that I, I I don't know. That's like maybe too big of a thing to talk about now, but it's like what makes the the Star Wars fans reluctantly just be like, fine, this is all just dog shit now, fuck it. And then like what what's the difference between them and the DC? Is it that like Snyder and like everybody early on were like, hey, there's a whole different fucking movie and it's good and it's dark and Superman <laughs> like cusses and he fucks in it. Is it like, is that, only I don't fans. know, like, OnlyFans, the OnlyFans yeah. only wow. cut. Yeah, I think I, that's, there's some truth to that. I, I, yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, we don't have filmmakers in the Star Wars universe generally talking bad about the experience. Abrams or, is too in the house. Like, he's too, like, this is exactly what I wanted yeah. to do. And so all the fans are like, well, yeah. fuck it. There's no hope for, like, any... <laughs> I think there's a lot of extenuating... There's, there's so many extenuating circumstances for the Snyder Cut itself as well. Like, it wasn't wrestled away from him in a weird way. It, there was something really tragic that happened to him. That's right? true. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. it, there, there are all these situations that didn't feel like were really controlled by... Him and I and I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I think most people have mixed feelings about it. You obviously like if he's an artist. If he wants to do something, more power to him. That's totally true. Like on the creative side of things, it's really cool that he gets to finish his vision. Like yeah. as fellow filmmakers and fellow people who actually worked on films here, everybody in this room, it's really cool that he actually gets to do that. But like, I so mean, weird a, for the I'm for the Snyder demand. Guy, on that. I'm not gonna lie. Like, Snyder I Stan. like I like yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Snyder a lot. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think it's cool that he gets to to do that, and I, I'm excited to see what it looks like. I, I just right, think that yeah. it, it's the thing that is dangerous and kind of sucks to me is that shitty, and not not all fans, Snyder Cut, right. hashtag mm-hmm. Snyder Cut fans were doing this, but like 
there was a very large contingent of like really shitty mm. Snyder mm-hmm. cut like fans online that were like right. harassing all these people, and it's just like here's all of that rewarded. You know, like that's the sh- that's the yeah. thing that kind of sucks that, yeah. to me. It's like validating conspiracy yeah. theories of secret hidden cuts that are being passed around or things like that, hey, which never the, existed. The ends justify the, the memes. memes. <laughs> the memes. They, oh. yeah. New book. All I'm saying New is shirt. if it's bad or worse than the Justice League that we got, uh, I'm really interested hey, to hear I was on state. y'all's Justice League podcast. Were you That's really? Right. Yeah, he was on our Justice League. I, <laughs> oh, I that was a good episode. Yeah. Because I was the straight man. Uh, the he was guy. totally. He was a straight man. To- and that, like, you know, in <laughs> retrospect, I think we talked pretty positive about that movie, but, like, it's not aged well at all. Because, like, I think I saw some clips we of it like, recently. Po- I don't know. I don't remember I that. I remember being like, Kind of in the neutral sense, like other than like, you know, obviously Drew was there and Drew's a, a hardcore DC fan. But like I was not like, again, like I came out of like, I'm, don't get me wrong. Like I like, I love the shit out of DC. But like, you know, coming out of BVS and, uh, you know, obviously hey, BVS League, is good if, if it's you the ultimate don't cut. make it with Superman and Batman. That's the thing. I mean, <laughs> see, it's just like you, I walk, you walk out of those it. and you're just kind of like, yeah. Okay, so that was, I guess, cool. That like, you know, it's, it wasn't like I wanted to like those movies so much. Like, even going into Suicide Squad and so that's why Birds of Prey, I guess, like, kind of hit me really hard. And I was like, this is like a good movie. And like, why did it take so long to get here? <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> yeah, break some omelets. Yeah, and so like, it's just I don't know. Like, the it's not. I I really wanted to like all that stuff, but like Justice League is not like you know. Looking back on it now, it's not the strongest thing. You can totally tell it's like you know, kind of. Uh, Frankensteined up, you know, because yeah, there's, there's the shots thing, yeah. that oh, are very Snyder-ish, and yeah. then there are some shots that are very, like, look like they're trying to be Snyder-ish. Like, you know, someone, like, like oh, shoot it like the way he did. And that's yeah. where the weed and stuff comes in. It's just, it just doesn't work. And But I don't know if yeah. making, if adding, because... Well, they're reshooting. It's $20 million worth of reshoots. They're actually not reshooting. They're, they're, they're ADRing now. Like ADR. They're, they're ADRing. But the thing is, like... There's probably a lot of footage on the floor, like on the yeah. cutting room, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. A lot. Like he, I'm sure a lot. Snyder says like, there's It's going like, to be three so and a half hours, There's right? Dark Side in the fucking movie, and Dark Side was nowhere to be found in the Jesus original flick. Jesus Christ. Dark Side is like the mother of all DC villains, and like they're shoving him into this Justice League movie. I just think... I don't know. It's, it was a really... I don't know if it'll make it better. Like, you know, as, as much as I... I appreciate BVS, and I, I like how ambitious BVS is. BVS is probably like that on The Dark Knight Rises is probably one of the most the most ambitious superhero movies ever made. Yeah. Um, other you know post pre Endgame stuff, I guess you know because Endgame is pretty, pretty fucking ambitious. ambitious. Yeah, yeah. Um, Endgame shouldn't have been possible. Honestly. Yeah, it shouldn't but have it been did. possible. Yeah. But like yeah. those movies are super ambitious, and but I don't think like you know. You know, the 30 minutes added to the ultimate cut made it coherent, but I don't know if it made it a better movie. I think the most mm. icky thing of all of this is we are such pawns in this weird corporate. I mean, the reason why this happened is because there's a streaming service right. that just <laughs> needs people to stay And that's the whole thing. Yeah, friend, friends ain't going to cut it. Friend, like, and, and, more, yeah. and now that they've announced it and it's coming out in two weeks and they're, it's uh, the quote unquote Snyder cut is coming out in a year, people will be... Yeah. More inclined to it, keep yeah. it for a year, and we're we're basically just pawns in this. We're yeah. not pawns. Yeah. We're 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 consumers, baby. And it's marketing <laughs> yeah. wise, it makes sense too because this is a between thing between the Suicide Squad, which is James Gunn's movie, we're trying to and, fill yeah, keep yeah. DC and now it's, fans. it's between the Suicide Squad and the Batman. So yeah. like you know, this will keep people oh yeah preoccupied until Matt Reeves' Batman comes out after that, basically, which oh, will well. probably be the. I don't actually. I don't know. <sighs> 
It well, might be a better movie. I, well, this might be. But Tarantino did something similar to this with Hateful Eight, didn't he? Release yeah, like yeah, a yeah. He recut, recut it, yeah, or recut it, longer. and basically turned it into a mini series, show. which yeah. took some talk. Like it took somebody talking that like into him basically because he was very like. He doesn't seem like a guy who would want to make a miniseries or a yeah. show, but like they were like, you can like add stuff in and then split it up, and then it'll be an even more expanded. I, I forgot how they sold it to him, yeah. But I've been meaning to check it out because it's apparently it it's the roadshow version, version yeah. plus plus more stuff, like twenty twenty five minutes of even That's more cool. stuff. Yeah. So like I've been thinking about, it, and it's like four quote unquote episodes, four hours. Yeah, four, four hours. Because right? he wanted yeah. to do something that was based on the old Western TV shows, yeah. Bonanza, watched, right? And stuff Bonanza? like Bonanza yeah. bottle episodes, basically. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it actually, I mean, it works. I've seen that miniseries. Like every episode has that. The intro, like when they're passing the the statue in the snow, like everything starts like a show yeah. and it ends off with a cliffhanger too. Wow, like that's, that's cool. The next one. That's really cool. So, that's like you awesome. know, Snyder apparently is like, uh, you know, they he rumored to have pushed it like that, like where mm-hmm. it's just instead of doing a four hour, Jesus Christ, I don't know if I could sit through a four hour Snyder movie, movie. like nonstop. <laughs> But like you know, a four-hour miniseries is not bad. You know that's pretty cool because I can't every, even sit through the Watchmen final cut like in mm-hmm. one sitting. I have to do that in two sittings. My, my hot take is every Snyder movie feels like a four-hour Snyder movie. Wow! But we're not talking Snyder today. We're talking. You're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna pull that I'm gonna pivot. One. I'm gonna pivot from yeah. that. I'm on a Snyder burn. I'm gonna yeah. pivot us into. You just want the clicks from when you put Snyder cut into <laughs> yeah. the episode oh, notes. Oh man, I'm gonna yeah. put that in the SEO. And we're gonna get like 800 <laughs> downloads. Hashtag and Snyder and cut. <laughs> that's why I'm gonna say. There's a Snyder boy on this podcast. They don't fucking hate us, and like uh, that is that's yeah. I'm a Snyder. Boy. I, Snyder I appreciate boy. I appreciate him. Yeah. I, like I, I meant to say this earlier like before I yeah. pivot cleanly into what movie we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. I appreciate BVS a lot. It's a weird idiosyncratic movie that's like very of Snyder's vision, and I hope that his Justice League it like turns Justice League into that kind of bad if it is still bad yeah yeah I, I, instead I, yeah. of a weird frankenstein weird yeah CG i rather hybrid. have yeah. i rather have the yeah. snyder cut than like whatever. a weird dark angry energy like i'll yeah. take that over over what a marvel ripoff because like that's what justice league kind of was in a yeah. way sort of wow. yeah he like really yeah we didn't really brought it into the well, station so like, okay a good pivot would be that like it's interesting to see how there is a slight I mean, I feel like there's only very small compromise with DC and Snyder's vision on those prior movies. Oh, that's a perfect segue. And yeah, with this, it's gonna be with a good segue. Thor Ragnarok, um, I mean, I was talking to Brent about this. There's an interesting like um, mesh between Taika Waititi himself as a filmmaker and Marvel Studios with Thor Ragnarok. And... I remember I had watched Thor Ragnarok, um, and the only movie that I've seen before that was by Taika was What We Do in the Shadows, I think. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, this guy's just a funny guy, and this movie makes sense after What We Do in the Shadows. But mm-hmm. now having a more um, understanding of how Taika is as a filmmaker, at least better than I was before, based on this podcast we've been doing, it's almost like he isn't completely there in Thor Ragnarok. You know, there's like a, there's yeah. a bit of, um, I guess Brent put it best was compromise with Marvel Studios. Yeah, I I really get the feeling, and I'm interested to like hear yeah, your guys' we, takes we guys on this for sure. It, but yeah. like, I think 
And this is what, yeah, I think it was a similar thing when, when we saw this together, I think in 2017, that I had only seen Shadows. I think that, yeah, that was it. Like, Wilder People came out the year before? Is that right? Yes. Yeah? Uh, I don't know. Why does that <laughs> seem wrong what do you mean? to me now? Before? I feel like Wilder People is after Thor. No, it's, it's before Thor. It's before Thor. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I must was... have seen Wilder People then before Thor. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'd only seen those two. And so at the time seeing Thor, um, I like, it was immediately top three yeah, Marvel, yeah. skyrocketed. Um, it was hilarious. It still is hilarious. Um, but like rewatching it more and more, and I've seen this movie a lot, and I think it's still really fun. Um, but yeah, like like I was telling Adam, like that phrase of like compromise where you feel like you feel what's Taika and you you just know what is the Marvel kind of production. You see machine. the line almost like I could yeah. almost see the the clear line between this is Taika here. This is yeah. Marvel Studios. Interesting. Here. Can you elaborate? Because I actually have not. Well, I've well, only the, seen what we do and JoJo. The most yeah. obvious was like the beginning. The beginning um, scene is total Taika. Like that. His whole like m- like monologue to a skull. It was mm-hmm. very like his type of humor. You know, like uh, this like kind of um, taking a a very serious situation like. In in a New yeah. Zealand humor esque like way, where it's just like, it's like I don't as he's spinning, it's not a big deal. Yeah, as yeah, he's as spinning, he's, spinning he's like, oh, one sec, yeah. and then you just watch him slowly spin. That's mm. like pure Taika. That's that's yeah, because he doesn't take like Taika doesn't take serious situations seriously. He has right. that. Yeah. Well, that's usually common. That's comedy, right? Like it's that. Yeah. Doing the opposite of what like the current situation is, and that's very Taika. And then it immediately cuts to like him with his he gets his thor hammer and he's beating up in this big old like uh fight sequence and it just feels like that was like a pre i don't know if this is true or not but he's spoken looks, about stuff yeah. like this where was it him or was it some other director who's been under the similar because does, marvel doesn't marvel studios like make the action sequences for the directors they, like, they pretty much do time? now yeah, yeah. They, they're pre-vised i yeah, think pre-vised yeah. it was either Tiger or some yeah somebody in the Taika zone, basically. Somebody who's like an auteur. The Taika like zone. The Taika zone. Is that where the it's food the, court the is water, for Taika? It's, it's okay. the, the water park the foods zone. Like of ESPN the, zone, kind of. Of Waititi world. <clears throat> no, but they were talking about how like 80% of these movies are finished. They're, they're done. They're completed by the time like you come aboard, basically. And that you have like a 10 to 20% window of like... These are the areas I can have fun and insert my voice in. Yeah. And that is like the more I rewatch this movie, the more it's apparent to me that that's the case because Taika's voice is so strong that the way I think about this movie and the division of like Taika versus Marvel in this movie, um, V. Taika v Marvel in this movie is like is that like a Neil Simon player uh, Aaron Sorkin movie yeah it's gonna it's gonna be like a future like autobiography wow. that he writes a tell all if you will no but it's uh it's it can easily be divided between uh what's the alien planet uh Sakar Sakar uh and Asgard right, it's like yeah. those two plots I think really cleanly divide what is clearly yeah, the thing Tyka's having line. that's a line yeah that Tyka's having way more fun and everybody's having way more fun on Sakar and then it jumps back to Asgard and it's not like it's bad i mean it's like you got it's like super is, yeah. hot Kate uh Blanchett. Blanchett here um and she's like hamming it up and it's great but it is 
a different thing. Who's also in Hot Fuzz, speaking of. Oh, she movie. is? That's right. Yeah, 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 she does have that little cameo. Mm. But yeah, I'd love to like hear what you guys think about that, because that, that's something that really, like, is also, more apparent. did Kate Blanchett bring back Hot Goth Girl? Oh, gosh. Uh, why don't was you it ask, ever gone? Was it yeah. ever gone? Why don't you ask my so, Hot oh Topic God. shirt and yeah. my studs and I guess my sharpie, <laughs> your mascara, eyebrows? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John, what do, what do you what do you what do you think about Taika? Well, that's like I, I kind of like well, um, wanted to kind of hear what more of what y'all were saying because like I actually um, I don't come from a giant uh, like I haven't seen a whole lot of like Taika Waititi uh, or his entire filmography I guess and um, I come from you know get before this here. movie I <laughs> get out exactly I'm the least qualified person to be on this one. Um, no, but I do, um, I remember seeing, I remember loving what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows is like an amazing flick. Um, super funny, um, you know, really unique. And then hearing that he was attached to this movie, I was like, whoa, like almost immediately you think like it's going to be like a, a comedy flick because of who he is really. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, you know, his like work from this, you know, Jermaine Clements, you know, uh, Jermaine Clement is basically the person that I kind of knew first before Taika Waititi. Jermaine. Because of you know he um, does the flat of the Concords and stuff, mm. and I was a huge fan of that show. Um, but you're totally right. Now, like kind of talking about it, you you totally can see the stuff that is very big budget and very very much previs, like you know the mm. sequence we're watching right now, which is a Bifrost battle, mm. which is like kind of um, again something unique. But you know you you can't help but think that maybe this was in like you know something before they brought him on to put his yeah. touch you know his touch on the it, script it, it's not yeah. like those sequences aren't awesome and cool no yeah exactly it's just it just doesn't have the it doesn't have the tone of, of what of he, he is yeah, yeah. yeah. it's that yeah. i think that's the thing to point out is like it's not that that stuff is bad it's yeah. not it's just it's it's that's what we come to expect from a marvel movie that's right. very much how like what people talk about when they say like these are producer driven movies but i feel like this movie is kind of the blueprint of exactly what they want where it's like we want kind of our house stuff like we want to like have we have these movies on a fucking factory line and they're like they're they're yeah. coming out but we want someone like a ytd to come in and make them like make them twenty percent weirder, yeah, mm-hmm. oomph, you know? a little oomph to it, yeah. And that's yeah. what's I, I want to like. I'm the one who's going to bring this up, but Last Jedi is um, wow. Like, oh, oh wait, cross it off so, the bingo. You're going to get they're going to get the I Snyder cut and Last Jedi on this. Everyone, on the SEO. The oh reason why I bring up the Last Jedi. No, it's a very good. It's a, I know what you're saying. Insanely yeah. good comparison this time because like the reason why Thor Ragnarok works with like the subversion of of things. It's because it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, let's think about that for a second. Because, like, Last Jedi doesn't work as well with subversion because uh, it's ooh. not a comedy. You know what I mean? Like, you can undercut like the 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 archetypes and tropes within a comedy because mm-hmm. people get what the archetypes are, and Taika does it in such a beautiful fashion, like with a grandmaster, because like you're expecting like this guy who's like a fucking like tyrant, you know. Yeah. And then you see it's fucking um Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Gold, Jeff Goldblum. Even when he like says like I don't like calling them slaves. Like you know, let's not use the S word. Yeah. You know, yeah. cuz it's like he's giving humanization to like an archetype that's like supposed to be bad. While like when you subvert things that says hey like in the last Jedi where it's just kind of like 
um, not in a funny way where it's challenging you on what archetypes are, except yeah. validating. Well, no, not validating. Like saying like this is like um, like you thought it was this way. Well, it's this way in a serious manner makes you mad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, when you have comedy, it's like, okay, it's challenging it, but like, we're all, we're all, uh, having a good time with it. So that's why it's like a little bit more viewer friendly than last Jedi. Not to say last Jedi isn't, isn't bad. It's just like, I, I can see like the, there's, there's a way to make it vibe with more people. Vibe. And Thor Ragnarok was able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that no, that that is definitely a comparison. I thought before, like even even in the sense that, like, uh, well, we can get into this more later. But like this this movie, Thor Ragnarok's uh, essentially rebooting the Thor movies. Yeah, and it's doing so by kind of coming in, you know, after two movies that were the least warmly received of kind of all the Marvel movies, and they're kind of like eating their fucking lunch and being like. This Thor guy stuff's kind of he's kind of a fucking nerd. He's not working, yeah. you know. He's and it's like I've heard I've heard a ta- I've heard like some people's take about like this movie that is similar to the Last Jedi thing, where it's like it doesn't take the 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 world and the characters seriously. So I don't really like it as much because I like that nerdy shit. Yeah. So yeah. like it, it like it still manages to piss people off. Um, <laughs> and so I, I think some like some Marvel fans I think don't love this movie as much. But then again, like Waititi is so. I don't know. It's like he's so like charismatic and and funny and entertaining that like you kind of well he knows how to do interpersonal you. relationships and how to yeah. do chemistry between characters that seemingly sure. wouldn't be together. You yeah, know? there's there's still the heart uh, yeah. for sure in this movie. Um, yeah, but, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's super different. I mean, like if we're going to the just to compare on the previous two Thor movies. Um, yeah, those two Thor movies. I don't think anyone no no one hopes a movie shits the bed basically but those first two ones um are very very thor like no it's a mediocre yes in quality <laughs> i guess so yeah you're right yeah. i mean the they're not thor the, movies. they're not like the strongest obviously of the of the mcu uh you know roster but um they do take the thor character seriously like the way the comic books do um and i think it wasn't working that second time even though the second time because um, it was just wasn't working, I guess, because like as much as this movie is fun and this isn't a dig at it at all. Actually, this is my favorite Thor movie of, of the bunch, you know, for obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, um, I've heard from a lot of people and just from reading, um, you know, bits and bit pieces of comics, uh, which have Thor in them, too. This is not Thor like at all. Like, does that make any sense? Like, it's not like yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is the least Thor like of the movies. <laughs> and that's probably why you get some hardcore fan hate from it because it is like you know yeah some people will see it as a parody of said character i'm gonna i'm gonna make a connection to a prior season that will still also because it has to of course tie into the last jedi again but uh this movie what i think he does that's really smart but i could see you know why it rubs you know kind of the the quote-unquote purist kind of fans of thor the wrong way his approach to this movie is making big trouble in little china and so, like, good, you basically turn Thor, and we talked about it on Big Trouble in Little China, how, Ra- like, Thor Ragnarok is mm. that movie again. And I think Waititi even said that that was one of his biggest influences and mm. in how you have, like, this heroic, like, like here's your, like, main archetype, hero, yeah. your archetype, but he's a total fucking doofus. Yeah. And, like, uh, I don't know how recently you guys have seen that movie, but Jack Burton, Kurt Russell in that movie, 
Like, there's so many good bits where he's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking save the day. And then he gets, like, knocked out. Or, like, right, just, yeah. just shit like that happens. Yeah, where he, like, <laughs> throws the ball. He says he's about to say that's what heroes do and then gets hit by the <laughs> yeah. ball, you know. And then like, put yeah. it off. But, yeah, that's, that's the thing is that you have to do that almost. Because if you're dealing with a literal god, like... Like, what conflict do you really get? Mm-hmm. Like you know? a Superman-type character. Well, it's also exactly, like, right? you've done it twice before. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, this kind of goes back to our Justice League talk at the beginning of the episode. Oh, absolutely. It's like, you yeah. pivot, you have to, like, if it ain't working, that, I mean, you have to <laughs> kind of try to make it work. And this movie Tries does make it work. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, like, this movie does try to, it makes some sacrifices to the way what the source material is, but it does make it a more enjoyable experience, which is what, Justice League, I guess, try to do with like the well, you, know, you have to have a Steel and BBS were not working, and so for any into something else action movie, you have to have like a sense of loss. Like, yeah. there's no you have to keep you have to have a potential because, like, John Wick's like a big example of that. Like, you have this like action god, you know, and he loses every time, right? And that's what gives him motivation to you know conduct like all the all those cool scenes, and mm-hmm. here. The same thing happens to Thor. It's like he loses his iconic, like, uh, hammer. hammer. He loses know? a lot in this movie. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's one of the things. So I, the weird thing, not the weird thing. This is something that's unique to the MCU. Um, is as much as it is planned out, they normally give their creators uh, quite a bit of freedom within the lines. They make the lines. So when they were trying to get actors, and this is another thing. Like Chris Hemsworth was Thor in Avengers movies, and then. Thor, you know, the Dark World and the first Thor. Yeah. Um, and so he has a lot of say of what happens to his character. Uh, and he definitely wanted up, yeah. to pivot to to do something different because he didn't want to feel stale anymore. So they went to directors like the guys who made Zombieland, Deadpool, um, What's obviously his name? Taika Waititi. YTT. Nobody knows. No one uh, cares. Yeah. They all they all were told what was going to be in the movie, and the things that they were they were required was things like Doctor Strange and the Hulk have to be in this movie, or Planet Hulk have to. They they gave Planet them Hulk. just very loose. This is Planet Hulk, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. they gave them loose requirements, and then said, "Hey, by the way, we casted Kate Blanchett. So figure out you know what what is that pitch for you." Uh, Taika actually used wow. just a sizzle reel of the immigrant song with cuts of Big uh, Trouble in Little China, and they gave him the job. <laughs> That's cool. Jeez, um, what a fucking The movie cool that guy. actually got him this role wasn't uh, Hunt for Wilder People, which he was, I think, cutting. It was Boy. Boy was the reason why the producers were like, that makes so much sense. we need Taika yeah. on board. And initially in his career, he said he would never do a big budget movie because he, didn't, he needed freedom to do the things he wants to do, like improvise on set you know, change things up if he wanted to. Um, yeah. But uh, there was something... He was also scared because at this point, I think they had made 16 or 17 MCU movies. And when you're going into a movie and you're the 17th, you don't want to mess it up <laughs> because apparently yeah. they've they've all been successes at this point. Yeah, they've all been at least okay. Yeah, and so you, do, great. And you yeah. don't want to be the one who <laughs> messed it all up. It up yeah. But then he turned that around and thought, well, maybe these guys know what they're doing. And instead of fear why don't i trust the machine in a weird way yeah um so he gave notes to the screenwriter like make thor really cool i have these sequences i like but you're right a lot of it is already it's already planned their guys planned out fucking and i think i was talking to john on the ride over here this was his first big hollywood expensive movie so his job as a director was mostly just to make the set 
as comfortable as it was, just like when he was making Hunt for Wilder People or Boy. He'd play music on set. He would uh, the hire... The behind the scenes of this movie, yeah, yeah, it looks like it was a fucking blast. They're like all dancing friends. and like... He would make it... Yeah. it I mean, because the character is self-aware in this. Chris Hemsworth has good comedic timing, and he yeah. wanted to lean into those strengths, and I think it... I think that's partially why it worked out is it, it felt together. They used Jack Kirby. I'm sure you'll talk about it, John, at some point mm-hmm. uh, as the inspiration for all the production design, which right, is a yeah, lot more colorful sure. and exciting. Um, but I think that's a great reason why maybe he fit into the system a little bit better is he understood what the system was and he at least controlled what he could control in it. Because um, mm, a lot so of the things that are left in the movie were ad lib in an interesting way. Uh, like a lot of the Korg stuff obviously is him. And so all that, a lot of that was ad lib. A lot of Chris Hemsworth, Jeff Goldblum was ad lib. He said, I'm going to start the camera. Let's just do whatever. Mm. But in between takes, they weren't taking anything too seriously. He would joke with, um, oh shit, I, I just said her name. Hel- Helena? Kate, Kate, Kate Blanchett. 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 Yeah, about yeah. the movie she just made, which I think was Carol, which was a, very Real dark series. movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so he yeah. kept asking her, like, was this more fun than Carol? Or said, what would Carol do in this scene? Like, it was, <laughs> he made it so that so you could make fun of his movies and tell him how bad he was at directing. Or that's so See, that's got to be in, like, going back to, like, how he seems to be, like, the Hollywood it director now. It seems like that's probably why. And, like, those stories clearly get passed on to new other producers yeah, because everyone's directors. having fun like making yeah. the, the product yeah yeah like they're they're having fun but it's also that same idea that we brought up earlier of compromise of like he saw this machine and saw how he could like insert his voice into it and sure it's not like i like that that's the thing is like upon re-watching it more and more it is sometimes a little jarring when it goes from like what uh is what's her what's her name? Uh, it's Kate Blanchett, but her character's name Helena. Uh, Hella. 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 Yeah, that's Hella, right. Yeah. Um, when it jumps from her stuff to Sakar, it sometimes is a little bit like this. This tonally isn't as clean as like a normal Taika movie. Right. But I mean, it, it's explained by the fact that like he's coming in, he's doing his thing. He's a very specific guy, as a specific type of humor, and like they are just going to have the action sequences that they have that are going to have like a certain dramatic weight that they feel is right for a Marvel movie. Um, Hulk so, has to fight Thor. That's like, you know, like the things that yeah, yeah. Uh, people want to see in a weird way in a Marvel movie is in this movie. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know, man. Like, is this movie kind of the blueprint of like blockbusters of the future, maybe where it's like, uh, you're going to have these movies kind of on an assembly line, basically, but you're going to get, people that's what i am afraid of of yeah on the fence about yeah because it works for marvel but yeah i i saw i i had the 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 movie that really stapled that down for me wasn't thor ragnarok it was joker actually Um, ah wow that's That's like the fourth hashtag that you're gonna get all these downloads wow yeah just So you got Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut. What was the other thing? Last, Last Jedi. 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 You're going to have Joker talk. Yep. You got you to put those think SEOs. Think of something else, John. The, what other <laughs> controversial thing should we talk about? 4chan. 4chan. Oh, wow, we're just going to go straight into 4chan. <laughs> yeah. No, the reason why I bring up the Joker is because like, you could have that movie. Like, We don't have to talk about how I feel about that movie or not, but you could have that movie with out joke Batman Joker skins. You know what I mean? Like, You just have that as just a person. 
You know, like yeah. it doesn't have to be Joker, but yeah. it's not well, and like it's a movie Scorsese already made. Yeah, and it's yeah. a movie. But that's what I mean is like it, it just seems like uh, superhero movies are potentially turning into like the avenue to sneak in like <laughs> movies that talk about you know that you could you could have without the skins you know of superhero movies so yeah it's like, you're putting a skin on a thing that's been so you can make done, money yeah. you know yeah. what i mean because you have the ip there and that's what i'm kind of like i don't know like i ra- i rather have just whatever the story may be without having to put the sk- like download the, the dlc skins on yeah. there you know you'd, yeah. you'd maybe yeah, rather totally have a last that. jedi Maybe I think that there, there's a there's a there's a trust and an ease to having your character. I mean, we've seen Thor how many times now already? Right. Having yeah. whatever needs to be established established already. Um, but I think you're right. Like they're they're uh, they're they're the 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 a Thor movie is going to come out no matter what. So it is <laughs> going to be how you either have uh, an antagonist that isn't necessarily a villain or how you're going to develop the character. You know, like in a different way, take away all the things that make him strong. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, you're, uh, I mean, the MCU is a great example. All yeah. of their release dates are set in stone for the next yeah. four or five years, but uh, we don't know yet what those movies are going to be like. We just know they're going to come out, baby. Yeah, well, exactly. It's, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I think one of the most interesting things uh, is that Waititi's doing Thor four, and like yeah, it, it's really something that I after he did Ragnarok, I saw it and enjoyed it a lot, and I was just like, this really seems to be just kind of a like he's he's kind of using the system a little bit to be able to make his smaller movies. I think it's really interesting, and maybe like just a great sign of that Marvel's going to trust him to put more to basically give him more control over the, kind of the whole movie with mm. this next one. I hope, you know, like I, I hope that's the case. Cause I, I just hope the next Thor is kind of more tonally consistent. Well, he's writing it, right? Yeah, Isn't like with, he the main yeah, writer yeah, on it? I think it? it's him. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just him. It's him, it. him. Yeah. He's writing, directing. I think he, obviously I think they're experimenting more yeah. with him having, it'll be more YTT like than the original. He's using one, his Oscar yeah. as yeah. a thing to hold down because the paper. He didn't write Ragnarok. <laughs> no, he did not yeah, write Ragnarok, no. yeah. That's but a but funny thing. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that it came out after. I think you had mentioned this earlier, but like YTT came out and said like, yeah, I think like 20 to or no, I think like 40% of the dialogue was improv and people were like, 40%? That's yeah. a lot. But then you watch the movie and you're like, I mean, yeah, a lot of this does seem like fun YTT dialogue, so it would kind of make sense that they you know, had the script as like a skeleton. And then he was right, like, yeah. uh, let's just uh, have fun with this and, and come up with whatever. And the things that were written are the things that are like explaining what Asgard is and like the plot stuff, plot of stuff. the sci-fi stuff, which probably has to be written. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause it, you know, they're like, what is this thing that has to happen? This thing that needs eternal life or this crown that needs to yeah, go. Like and your, I found myself sequence. not yeah. caring about any of that stuff. Yeah. That's the thing on rewatching you know? to me yeah. that is like, all the all the kind of like house style Marvel stuff, I kind of don't really give a shit about in this movie. Yeah, the, the and it's like Taika stuff is the, so fun. The obligated and, beats because because yeah. they they reference them on screen. These obligated beats, like right when Surtur is destroying uh, Asgard at the very end, there's a, a fucking on screen joke about them, you know, saying like, "Oh, he needs to finish this." So that we can do this and this and this, and then Hulk interrupts it with a comedic beat, mm. and you're just like, "Well, they're talking about what's actually happening on like you know, it's it's." Every time they get to a specific Marvel beat, it's almost like they're making fun of it, or like YTT wants to make fun of it in a 
in a small it's way. It's self-aware. It's a little Yeah, meta. it's very, very a little bit too self-aware to yeah. the point where it's just like, okay, cool. You can tell where like, oh, he told me to do this. So let's do this, but let's, you know, let's draw some attention to it. Yeah. It is interesting. Yeah, it is a total fucking uh, Last Jedi move for mm-hmm. sure, but it's it's a comedy. I, I guess that, I don't know, and maybe Star Wars fans, uh, I mean, you couldn't turn Episode Eight into a fucking comedy. That wouldn't have worked, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Into, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spaceballs a two. two, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's really interesting. But, um, yeah, uh, what do you guys, so what are, <laughs> what, are, what are your guys' favorite, I don't know what to like pivot into, what are your guys' favorite moments of this movie? What are like the parts you love? Something burning that you have think, to say about this. Movie. Uh, some <laughs> it's it's kind of weird because like we've um obviously we've we've talked about this movie like a couple of times before on on other podcasts. Yeah, episode, <laughs> yeah, that was a good episode on uh, Countdown to Infinity. Countdown to yeah. Infinity, yeah. Um, it's um it's a weird movie to like always. It's kind of it's 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 always weird to watch in the pantheon of Marvel flicks because none of them. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is the the mm-hmm. one that kind of feels the most Adjacent, similar. Yeah. That one really, I think, was important in paving the way for this movie to exist. And that one I may really be a little think. bit more. I mean, we're not talking about that one, but that one may be a little bit more director driven and creative driven than this one was. I, I think it was for sure uh, because there was no there was no baggage going to Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. There was yeah. no baggage, and I think James That's Gunn knows. Helped, yeah. I think James Gunn is it's all, t- totally different director, but like he, um, I think he knows how to play ball. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he comes from a different background, I guess, and it's just it's yeah. it's 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 weird because I, I I didn't want to shit talk either. I mean, that's not where well, I was going to. Well, he shows that it can be done. Like you can have uh, an artistic vision in a Marvel movie, right? Exactly. I, I want to yeah. bring up a, a specific story that I, I had heard about why Guardians of the Galaxy I think is more to, like cohesive. I think than this movie. This movie, you kind of see the lines, you see the seams. Uh, I think Guardians is a lot more cohesive because what I heard is that he wrote comedy beats into the action scenes so he literally forced his hand into being behind constructing the action scenes right yeah and and whereas i think in this movie whether he was already like he was hired after they were already in development or he was just like you guys do your thing well Taika has like no experience in action sequencing so i mean or like like, anything has a little bit more set piece kind of yeah yeah, mind and i think it's a guardians was a little bit more of an expensive expensive um more of an experimental ip i think thor was kind yeah, of like exactly. you know we know uh, thor we've seen right thor. we've seen thor and stuff like that i think guardians baggage. was they were looking for a take on it you know what i mean like they they probably had their own serious take from the comics which doesn't is not the, again not the movie that happens but i think that the game james gunn's uh you know take on it because of the way how ridiculous it seems on the surface like you know talking raccoon and all this other stuff it um you know they were looking for a very fresh take on that experimental ip um, so I think mm-hmm. that it's a little, um, you know, it's that's where that one kind of, you know, is a little bit more creator driven as yeah. opposed to this one. This one is still very weird to watch, though, in the Pantheon because it's not it's weird because like after this, you get a very serious um, movie, too. You get like Infinity the end War. End of this movie, man. Yes. And like, yeah, we all got away. Gosh, yes, exactly. Even Infinity. the way it's set up, it's just it's so funny. Um, uh, it's so weird. And uh, I love the fact though that this movie does take a lot of Jack Kirby influence because Jack Kirby yeah. is kind of one of the best, um, you know, uh, classic artists out there when it came to like you know illustrating most of these characters. Half of the Stan Lee team of yeah, the, uh, one half OG of the original Marvel. like Stan Lee stuff. And um, it's really weird though because like Marvel didn't let him do his actual Thor vision. That's why he went to DC and did his New God stuff. 
Um, well, he did he, Eternals for Marvel after that, right? When yes, they let him did. come yeah. back, yeah. and he it's like Kirby, just do your weird do fucking yourself, like yeah. sci-fi and cosmic I think, shit. I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm sure this is happening, but a lot of the like aliens that you see, and probably the uniforms and costumes. Probably directly from a from, Kirby yeah, like page there's, somewhere. There's a circle connecting, like a line connecting to a square and yeah. like another circle. Like these are all like uh, Kirby influences, which um, I never thought would actually see the light of day because like you reading them on the page, they kinda only weird. kind of seem to pop yeah. on the page. Yeah. Um, watching That's them in what this I love movie, most about this movie, man. Yeah, yeah watching so this good. movie is like, it's like, whoa, this is really cool. And so I love that that visual influence and the visual flair that this movie gives off. Would you, would you say, since I don't know, I'm not very familiar with Jack Kirby, would you say like the, the really cool... Um, like dynamic still sequences were very Jack Kirby inspired, you know, like where you have like uh, the Valkyrie sequence. I think that, and, that um, was uh Waititi actually. That, Waititi. that, yeah. that one yeah. specifically his cinematographer they, that he was worked yeah. with had the idea for that scene. Cause it yeah. looked like a, just a, like a, a painting. Page, yeah. Like a painting yeah. I think Sakaar yeah. mostly is, I think yeah. Kirby. Sakaar is the Kirby stuff. I think the Kirby thing. I think he actually did. I think they took a lot of like, they wanted to lean it more into the Norse mythology stuff, which I—that's what the—that's yeah, yeah. what that um, sequence reminds me of. I mean, it looks like, like a three hundred book. Yeah, yeah, it looks like, like a, a comic three hundred like, page. Because yeah. right? you kind of yeah. like subtly do the 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 Norse mythology stuff subtly in the in the previous two movies. Like you know, it's like you know, every time they mention something Norse in the original ones, they're just like, oh, they're aliens or something. Dutch like that. angle, yeah. Um, but in this one, you have the immigrant song, which is about Vikings. You know, like you know, yeah. Led Zeppelin's immigrant song is about Vikings and shit. And then you know, you have I didn't know that actually. Wow. That. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. so it's it's really cool. I think they leaned a little bit harder into that. And I I'm think hearing the lyrics in my head, of course, it's about Vikings. Yeah. Ice and snow. Come on. <laughs> come from um, the land of the ice and snow. Uh, <laughs> and then just like the small little um, the characters in this movie, especially like the core characters, like it. Um, one of the more enjoyable parts, more enjoyable, like you know, supporting characters of any. And that's, Marvel movie that you and that's see. A, that's a, a Taika thing. He has a lot of uh, Aussie, New Zealand. Chris Hemsworth is Australian. Kate Blanchett is Australian. Yeah. He himself, Korg, is a New Zealand. You haven't seen Will to People yet, but there are Will to People actors in this. I'm not going to spoil oh, it. Yeah. Oh, we, in yeah, this we've movie. Been tracking, okay. uh, yeah, we've been her, tracking. What's her name? I keep forgetting. She's like name. a uh, not a co-lead, but she's like a supporting character. She's, she's in sheriff. all of yeah. She's the biggest. YTDs. Yeah, she's one. She has a big role he, in Wilder People. That Wilder People yeah. is totally him. Even when they they filmed in Sydney, which is different mm-hmm. for yeah. Marvel movies, instead of filming because in of Atlanta, him, right? Wasn't because it because of, of because and of and a nice tax credit as well. But you know, they they use mostly, and this is something else that people love about him. They did this on Jojo Rabbit and I think they're doing this on whatever Star Wars things he's going to do but uh, whenever they film near his homeland they hire a lot of indigenous and Maori people because cool, he's like yeah. we're bringing money in why, why are we spending it on you know flying all these Hollywood people over he here he knows how to like use his power to help yeah people that you know mm-hmm. we're underrepresented on you know film and TV so it's it, that I think is a huge part of what because as a director of a big budget thing, you also have to just be a manager in a weird way. Yeah, for sure. Your department heads are coming to you with questions. No one else is allowed to talk to you unless they, you know, they want to get yelled at. Um, but yeah, a, and so a lot of uh, what we see on screen is just how he managed a crew of I don't know, like hundreds of people right, every yeah. single day. Yeah, um, and we find out. He was just nice on set every day, and people loved it. And he talks about experiences being on set or visiting sets. Where you were scared, actors were scared of screwing up, crew is scared to screw up. He says you could hear a pin drop just because it was like a very tense moment yeah. all the time. And he said he never wants that. He always wants to feel like he's making movies with his friends, just like 
boy or just like yeah. will us. the people us what yeah we we do that oh like we, us oh, yeah, i thought you meant yeah, the jordan peele it. movie no, i was yeah. like oh I, <laughs> the film the film the us. classic yeah. ytz movie yeah. <laughs> us that i mean awesome. every time we yeah. we film it's always a fun time and yeah it's never anything yeah. that's uh, and i think that's yeah. what's really the environment for uh that's yeah. what's successful here because that is a hard thing to do yeah definitely in a movie where people know how much money could be lost every single day and to play music and to have people feel like it's a safe place to make fun of each other and enjoy just a making a movie. Place, yeah. And he's sort of yeah. if you he's 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 a serious guy, of course, but he also knows where they're making movies. Like it's a fun yeah. job. This isn't, you know, surgery. Um and yeah, I think yeah. you 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 get that across most of his movies. And again, you're you're right. That's probably why people want to work with him. Because they know, like, wow, this is a guy who is gonna be okay. <laughs> like he's not gonna have a breakdown. Yeah, he do, he yeah. does that balance well. And it's like I think about fuck man, yeah, like he really he's really great with that balance. And I think about like his, uh, episode of the Mandalorian, he did the finale and how there's like fucking Waititi bits in that episode when you wouldn't really think it makes sense. Yeah. But like the opening with the two stormtroopers, where they're like punching baby Yoda yeah. and it's like really mean. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? And, uh, but it like works really well. And like, he's getting, I think, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was more of a thing like Thor where the action was kind of other people's second unit were doing most of that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, he's able to like infuse his, his brand, if you will, if I can say that term, like into these like big productions. And I'm really curious to see what, uh, what is it? Love and thunder is going to be because what's interesting about that is like, you would think it's like, Oh, Taika's doing another Thor movie. Like this is this is going to be like another kind of like comedy thing. That story is dark. Like the story of uh, Jane, Jane as Thor? as Thor. Yeah. It's like it involves like a cancer plot line, yeah, and uh-huh. it's like really, it's kind of a dark plot. So I'm interested to see how he balances that. Maybe in the same way that he did with like Boy and the darkness in that movie or Jojo, the, the uh, pathos that yeah. happens. And I think that's a great. I hope they have have a line where she talks about sand or something. Oh my gosh. I hate this. What's (laughs) what planet are we on? (laughs) I hate this sand. I think that's part of the reason why MCU movies are successful. Oddly is they're funny or they're fun. Not just this movie fun, but all of them tend to be fun. And, uh, there's something about that. I think that not only fits like what Marvel movies are considered now, oddly enough, even the darkest stuff is fun. Like infinity war and Endgame. Those are fun movies, even though yeah, they're right. pretty yeah, hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's something that uh, when we talk about like what movie is this or what brand, um, everyone wants to make a Marvel movie. Goldblum and Blanchett signed on to do a Marvel movie just because the biggest stars. Be. Yeah, yeah, like there's nobody. Matt Damon's for, like, in this. Like, Matt Damon yeah, is like, in this. Fuck. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Neill, another Sam uh, Neill. Oh my right? god, yeah. legend. Uh, yeah, like everybody people, yeah. except like Daniel Day Lewis is down to be in one of these. Uh, yeah. gonna When's be, Tom yeah. Hanks yeah. gonna show up? Uh, is <laughs> Tom Hanks is the new Wolverine? I don't yeah, know. Tom, you know oh my god. And Daniel Day Lewis. That's what is, I wonder about. Like, I mean, Daniel Day Lewis is Galactus. Oh my god. But it's just like, how about like like the Punisher? You know, like, w- would he ever fit, like, in the MCU? We just did a pod we about We were just this. talking yeah. about that, too, because, like, Cause you know... Blade and Deadpool are two movies that are joined. Blade, and yeah, Blade, like Blade, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's the stuff where you get into, like, some... Now you're kind of, like, you have to go into the B-list or C-list heroes. Not not saying that in, in a really wrong way, but, like, you know, you have to start getting into the weirder parts. 
And we thought like you know magic and stuff with Doctor Strange was weird, but you're, you're bringing in werewolves and yeah. and vampires and shit, and like you know actual then, like thematic like you might have to change the rating, yeah, yeah. like darkness, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. serial killers, it, and like you know the the, tr- the I mean it just seems like when you look at the lineup, it's going more cosmic, right? Like that's yeah. mm-hmm. the route, and it's yeah. like I wonder how those are going to play out because you still have to have a grounding mechanism, or it's just going to be too fucking like. Too much. It's going to be too much to yeah. where no one would care anymore. And they're kind of yeah. trained now. I think viewers yeah. of MCU stuff are trained to stay after their credits, to like yeah. see a thing. It's and like to, a Pavlov's dog. And to expect yeah. something yeah. that combines this gigantic tapestry together, some thread, like the yeah. Infinity Stones that carried them through 20-something movies. So that, I think that's yeah. the, the tougher thing is you're because you're reaching into these different worlds and tones and maybe even different ratings, um, like people... Yeah. Are now going in expecting all for all of these people to be yeah. in one event at some point. It's a weird thing. I, I think uh, just speaking of like specific heroes, I I don't think they can ever really do a cinematic Punisher. Like they clearly had the Punisher on Netflix, and all those got canceled. They all got fucking shut down. Uh, hashtag Save Daredevil. I'm talking about John. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. But uh, but no, I just I don't think they I don't think the Disney brand will want to fuck with a guy who just straight up fucking kills people. That's, I think you can do totally Blade. Yeah. I, I think you can be you can carefully do Blade because um, he he doesn't like suck people's blood personally, right? Like he like gets blood personally. in like jars. Sort of. well, the thing is like sort of, but the thing is like personally, the, the Blade thing is uh, is like you know, vampires man. are evil <laughs> enough. Like you you can. Kind of get behind an anti-hero yeah. who's a vampire because vampires are like, you know, that, yeah, Blade doesn't kill like random people like the way vampires do in, in his world. But yeah. you're right. Punisher doesn't work on a on a mainstream front <laughs> um, because of a... Not an essay current. Yeah, uh-huh. like not, it doesn't work on an essay current front because at the very end of the day, it's just a dude who's kind of like <laughs> yeah. shooting he's up. He's inherently... He's like a, sci- he's a he's psychopath. A bad, he's a, the yeah, psychopath, yeah, yeah who yeah. just like who's basically broken. kills people <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. with guns. And so it's just, it's very, um, yeah, so like, and then you're right, like the Netflix stuff played out and as, regardless of how you feel about what that is, like, you know, it, it didn't exactly take off because it's not going anymore. And so I think they might pump the brakes on, you know, stuff like that. You can't really, but, you know, bringing all these other elements into it, you're kind of... They're not going to hire Lars von Trier to make an MCU movie oh, about... Oh, boy. Get Dude, Shia's naked booty in there. <laughs> yeah. just Shia like, as the Punisher, directed by Lars, Lars von Trier. Trier. Listen, Listen, yeah. Machine Man, great. directed by Lars it's von Trier. His, it's all in his gun's man. point of view. Machine Man is like a... <laughs> machine Man is crazy. a character created... In the Marvel comics, yeah, what is Machine Man? Machine Man was created in 2001, A Space Odyssey, published by Marvel Comics, and he was pulled out of that to become the main hero. Wow! And you know, he's an actual character, basically birthed off of an adaptation of a Stanley Kubrick book. It'll be interesting because wow. in in the next y- next wow. year, so next year we're also going to see alongside these movies like the streaming episodes that yeah, are like WandaVision and, canon canon and, canon. and part yeah. of it. Um, so who knows? This year they come out this year. Yeah, they haven't been pushed back. Apparently. I think they may have been filmed already. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see like if there is a market for darker things that are in the MCU, but we're not gonna you know market it as a movie yeah. to take your kids to. But you you you'll need that Hulu After Dark to watch. <sighs> I'm just I'm so I'm so bummed about the whole Daredevil thing. Daredevil, yeah. yeah. You watch season, very... you, did you watch season three also? No. 
Daredevil season okay. three is Se- like season three is is excellent. I and saw shit. Yeah, it it's, awesome. it's like the first I think great season of that show. Season one I liked. Season two I liked, but season and Daredevil's always been like my favorite Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Season three left the character in a place where he is like in a perfect position to like just a bring movie. him on yeah. into the MCU, MCU movies because yeah. it's like they rebooted this law firm. He's like in a lighter spot. I was like, oh, this is perfect. You can put him in a PG thirteen movie. It'll make sense. He has a super villain counts. upcoming. Too. I think Daredevil yeah. counts as a fourth or fifth hashtag for this pot for this app. Oh, uh, I'm, the people oh, I'm putting Sa- Save Daredevil right in those hashtags. And also Charlie yeah. Cox, like he actually, I mean Cox, like the way hashtag um, Cox. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I was going to do a walk hard reference. Um, so um, <laughs> Charlie Cox. Cox is like, you know, character or what, the way he played the Matt Murdock character is on par with like, you know, Chris Evans as fucking Steve Rogers and stuff. It's, it's a shame good. that he yeah. didn't at least that portion of the Netflix heroes didn't make it over. Like, as, I like I think Jessica Jones is probably still the best. Uh, yeah, the Jessica first Jones season, is great. Yeah, the first season of Jessica Jones is probably the best of the MCU, uh, the Netflix MCU stuff. But yeah, um, I really, really wanted Daredevil to make those. It sucks that they're over. just like throw them in the trash. Like yeah. that, that, we don't have a hundred percent confirmation that's what they're doing, but it definitely seems. Well, they that that's that's their they made that uh, that pro- that promise to New York that they were going to film a hundred episodes of this Defender verse there, and then what? that didn't work. Yeah, they were yeah. like, ah, we're well, the Defenders kind of sucked. Well, they, yeah, Defenders, they, yeah, they like yeah. rented out a studio for ten years. They did some crazy what? investment into the Defender world. Yeah, um, that's well. That that was all. Blo- uh, I was going to say blockbuster. Jesus, that was all Netflix. And uh, who's the fucking Marvel TV guy? Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb. Yeah, yeah. the guy who's kind of just like Gone. kind of a shithead, but. He's no Feige, but that was kind of part of separate. Yeah, the thing with Disney Plus is that Feige's like now I I control everything, and it's probably for the best. But it just sucks that there was some yeah tyrant. Well, yeah, a little bit of a creative tyrant. Uh, He's he's a fun tyrant, a fun tyrant with his benevolent king, and he knows what he's doing. Like you know, at least for now, like like a good tyrant, totally doing good. Yeah, yeah, like our president, who knows what he's doing. Yeah. Hashtag Donald Trump. Now. Fun tyrant. Is that uh, what you're calling? Yeah, we got yes. another SEO. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So many. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Just add that one. I'll put that one in there. Pop that one right uh, in. COVID. Um, COVID. COVID. Pretty hot right now. Um, but no, it's like I, I wanted to bring this up too. But like, it's it's interesting. The the COVID stuff. I wonder how that's going to affect. <laughs> oh, like I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what you were no, going to talk more on. Please. Just a little f- a fun COVID tangent. Um, I'm interested to see if COVID is going to affect like their current plans. And I, I would hope that like COVID is, I don't know, this is a weird tangent, but like I, I hope it's at least <laughs> forcing people yeah. behind the scenes to like get all their shit together and be like, let's really figure all this shit out. I'm hoping that's what happens with Star Wars. Oh, you mean like a respite to like... Yeah, like we're all stuck inside. There's nothing better to do. Let's fucking figure, like, let's hash all this out and get, like, a bunch of good ideas down. Hashtag Mm. Disney Star Wars. Let's get some good stuff going. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just a random. I I think that there's a, there, there, yeah. I think that Marvel definitely has already spent a lot of time working on whatever the next whatever is. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think they have their plans kind of, like, up until the next crossover movie, I think. Like, I think mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident that they actually have 
a blueprint of where they're going. They just need to actually. And they're shoot at the it. point where they have like a tight knit group of people: yeah, John uh-huh. Favreau, Taika, James Gunn, like a a, a sounding board All of white people. Men. Oh, I, uh, that's another conversation. Oh. Hash, that SEO. Yeah. Uh, oh, hashtag all white men. Oscar so white. MCU so white. MCU so white. But but that but I feel like there's now like this. Well, now I'll say fraternity of of people who have made movies for for them that they know. For example, like James Gunn gets to write scenes for you know Avengers know, movies now, stuff. and Taika I'm sure will get to give feedback on other things. They have a whole thing. Anyways, Chris Hemsworth's shirt is off. Just to let you guys know. Oh, man. For all you at home. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we got it on in the background. We're going to have to take a little break here. I want to bring up. (laughs) Listen, it's maybe a pet peeve, but I think it's a bigger issue than that. Something that truly bugs me about this movie. It's a sound. It's an audio thing. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. Um, The Hulk's voice. Hmm. They just like kind of fucked that up, right? Like when you guys. Did you guys watch it? I watched it Recently, today. You watched it today? Yeah, I watched it today, yeah. The, it's straight up auto-tuned, and you can hear the fucking auto-tune, like, shift changes in his voice. Huh. And mm. it's really... That's so fascinating that... Because I feel like I'm the only person who has brought this <laughs> I think, up. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't disbelieve you. I just yeah. never... It's, I, yeah. And I can't even, like, replicate I don't wanna, it. It's I don't like, want to gaslight you, uh, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's like a weird... Yeah, I don't know, but it's very... Different, it's very yeah. strange and like was, struck me even when I first saw I it. I feel like he's the most Ruffalo of all the Hulks. I don't yeah. know if you agree, John. Ruffle like, Hulk. Ruffle Hulk. Yeah, because Ruffle, it, if you I will, mean, Hulk. the way he looks and I guess the way he sounds too. You, he yeah. spends a lot of this movie as the Hulk. They took away Lou Ferrigno's mm-hmm. voice on an actual oh, front. So yeah. like, you know, he actually you did just, um, you know, they just used Ruffalo's voice. Just like you were... Uh, was it you, John, who was talking about how this is not really Thor that's also not really Hulk as well? And <laughs> Would I say that's not really Hulk? Because I, I read something on Reddit, so? some guy who was like saying how he had a very long post and wow. said that he was not, this was not the Hulk. Was it John's post? It's definitely not. It wasn't a, he didn't say it was a bad Hulk. He just said it wasn't the Hulk that was like in the comics. The main Hulk, I guess. Because like yeah. the, I think the main perception of people's Hulk in the comics is the, um well, the angry and destructive one. Like, you know, there's always a conflict in them that like, you know, uh, you know, it's basically the Ed Norton movie. Like, you know, that's, that's basically where, where. The comics go a yeah. lot of the time. Well, like, you know, Edward Norton movie is MCU, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's but like the way they debrid away from that direction. Like Hulk is no longer, you know, neutral. Like you know, just because he's a Hulk doesn't mean he's bad anymore. Like in this one, he's straight up, yeah, like good. Like he's, he's making fucking, jokes. He's self aware. Yeah. Speaks. Yeah, yeah, shit. Like you know, and for a while, like Hulk just like does grunts or you know says Hulk this or Hulk that. Um, he has full on conversations in this <sighs> one, and I can see how someone would say like it's not really Hulk. But that being said, I like the way Thor. You know, mm-hmm. was in its previous in his previous incarnations. I think they had to pivot into something new because it wasn't really working. Like the yeah, because if you think yeah. about leaning hard on the regal and all the Norse stuff of Thor, you can't get any more Shakespearean Kenneth than Kenneth Branagh making your first movie. And Alan Taylor making like the the lore heavy Game of Thronesy type. Uh, uh, Thor yeah, movie, both, yeah. um, but it was Chris Hemsworth who was like, "I don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over again." Right? Who yeah. Led the discussion of, you know, the I think they call him the Trident of the MCU, Feige Desposito, the other producer, to be like, "Hey, go Despacito, find me, uh, Despacito. <laughs> Let's yeah. sing the rest of that song." <laughs> Louis Despacito. I think that's like basically his name. Um, but but you know, <laughs> go find me some comedy actors who also understand drama. 
Um, and I think he has, and I think he even talks now like he wants to do more of these movies, and right, he's doing yeah. another one because now that we've kind of evolved and he's not just self aware, but he also like understands his role in the world. Because if if you think about Thor as a character, he started being like the spoiled kid of a you know, spoiled rich kid, right? Yeah. Um, and becoming like a part of Avengers and saving the universe now. So like, where do you go from there? And it's a little bit freeing, I'm sure, for him as an actor to mm-hmm. yeah basically not be tied to anything. I mean, Asgard is gone too. So and Loki maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna be interesting because it's like. Uh, does he first show up in the next Guardians movie? That's the whole Pat idea. Thor? Right? Yeah. I think it's opposite. I think that because Thor okay. Love and Thunder comes out before, before Guardians yeah. 3, like the Guardians show up in Thor. Interesting. Like Chris Ooh, Pratt uh, said that like he's actually Chris Pratt I think let it slip that like his their characters are written into the intro of Thor Love and Thunder. Wow. So like that you can kind of tell that they kind of dump them off somewhere and then like you know <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, like, right away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it leads into its own movie, and that's uh, I think that's that's pretty. I awesome. hope he's just fat Thor the whole time. That'd be just hilarious. That would be. That'd I be was really so be surprised that, and I kept, and it was like a nice surprise. I kept being yeah, like, "Oh great. wow, he's still just fat." Like I kept expecting them to have a little bit, or like to even utilize the time travel stuff to be like, "Yeah, I, uh, went back in time or something," and it worked Some, out and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but no, they just double down, and he's just like. Fat Thor with like Depressed. cool braids yeah. and shit the whole movie, and uh, <laughs> sunglasses and always a beer in his hand. And, so, yeah, so yeah. basically the big Lebowski, <laughs> the dude, yeah, yeah, the dude, yeah. basically, and and in turn giving eighty uh, percent of of Marvel comics uh, fans uh, Halloween costumes <laughs> uh, from now till the foreseeable and future. Attainable Halloween costume. And, uh, yeah, and attainable Halloween costume. I can't do Chris Hemsworth uh, Thor. It's like oh, I can do now Fat I Thor. Can. Now yeah. I can. The funniest one I saw was the the pregnant chick oh who my gosh, was uh, that's so funny. Fat Thor is great. That's actually really, really awesome. Cute. I think you can't when, pull yeah. off Hulk, huh? You can't pull off Hulk. I can do Hulk. Yeah, I'll get really mad. Um, and I really guess, green. Yeah, I get some <laughs> well, kind you of could, you Lyme disease. Like, yeah. Some special Lyme disease. Special <laughs> Lyme disease. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys about like the the Hulk's arc that starts with this movie because it's kind of a three movie arc, right? It's like yeah. mm-hmm. Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame. Endgame. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that arc? Because I was thinking about like, does it, I remember being kind of confused about what the whole idea was behind it. Is the idea basically that like in this movie, yeah. What, what's Hulk's struggle? Like what, what is, what is he what's yeah. his deal? What's I think his deal. I think he's kind of like fat Thor in this movie to where he, okay. We've the last time we see him, he is leaving because he's a harm to everyone. Right. Yeah. And he stays the Hulk so long that he is just the Hulk and fighting banner, like reverse hulking, I guess I'm um, trying to keep banner away, but I don't know. I feel like they definitely wanted to get some moments like Thor fighting Hulk Getting Planet Hulk stuff. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, they wanted to hit those beats. They wanted to hit those beats. But I feel like they were also, or at least this is probably the Taika part of this, to bring it back to him. Like, he also understood how silly the idea of having a Hulk character is, like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. How often do we have that joke about the sun coming down 
uh, you know, and yeah. that and him not wanting to be mm-hmm. uh, a Hulk. But I don't know. <laughs> I forgot dude. about that joke. That joke is like actually quite really a bit. funny. You know, yeah. like, the sun's coming down. The sun's coming down. That was really Taika just taking the yeah. piss out of fucking it Joss. Happens like, in, yeah, Joss. It happens when they're fighting and then it happens when it's Mark Ruffalo walking through the streets and he's just constantly petting him like a oh, dog. Yeah, sun's going real yeah. low. Sun's going real low. Yeah, I don't know. It's so interesting because like I'm trying to figure out why that's not annoying to me because that's such a Deadpool thing. I guess it's because like the MCU <laughs> has that scene, takes it seriously, but then it's refreshing when you mm. have a YTD come in and kind of like take the piss, take the seriousness out yeah. of those moments. I guess like that's well, cause why it doesn't feel, yeah. it doesn't feel mean. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's not mean about it. It's I just guess, kind yeah. of like, yeah, it, 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 the, the way that it's played is like, it feels like that's how Thor would react to like yeah. this guy, or how Loki would react. Yeah, to Yeah, that's true. Like it, it's it is more Jack Burton-y, their... where like yeah. Jack Burton in in uh, Big Trouble in Little China is never, never like being mean. Really, like he's mm. he's a very sincere guy, and it's it's like, and that's why it works yeah. because yeah. of it's in line with the character. Well, Deadpool is like designed to just take a shit on superhero mm-hmm. archetypes as. It's just like he's just a nihilistic guy who hates everything, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why it feels like a lot more insincere. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I think it also plays on what you've known about these characters beforehand. Because yeah. the last time you yeah. saw Hulk, he was murdering a fuck ton of people in Age of Ultron. Like that is not a happy. <laughs> that's not a happy sight yeah, at all. By like, accident, he's right? Or, literally, yeah, yeah, he's like literally ripping people out of their cars in like Age of Ultron yeah. and stuff, and it's just <laughs> I forgot whoa. the gap was five years uh, yeah. that Hulk was just like, And it's not longer for Hulk. when Loki last saw Hulk. Like that's why there's some comedy in his reaction and he says like that's what it feels like when he's throwing yeah. Thor around. Oh I love yeah, I like, love that scene when he sees him and he's just like uh, fu- like fuck. Like this guy <laughs> wrecked me like the last time I saw him. It's so good. And it's interesting because like if you had no context to that you know, like it really rewards people, I guess, who've seen all of these movies. But you also have to remember where was Hulk, and they do end up explaining it. I think it's part of the eighty percent that was written. When they get before. on the sh- yeah, they get on the ship, and then he we does see Scarlet, the, uh, little fun oh, little shit, point Scarlet break Johansson. reference yeah. in there. That was, a, uh, Tony, that was good. Yeah, yeah, the, where Banner's trying to figure out his it's nickname. True, Tony like, Stark. I love that. Yeah, because like he's he's like muttering. He's like, "Damn you, Stark!" Point break. <laughs> <laughs> like he's all pissed off. Um, I think that they really try to blend, uh, to answer your original question, Brent, I think they try to blend, they're trying to get to a point where a Hulk and Banner are the same person. Like what you see in Endgame, which is like, yeah, it's a little bit jarring in Endgame because you don't see uh, hot Hulk. that happen between hashtag the things. Hot Hulk. Um, thick Hulk. What you thick Hulk. Oh, Thick Hulk. Mm. Uh, hashtag Daddy Hulk. Daddy yeah. Hulk, yeah. <laughs> Hulk. He is naked in this Hulk. movie. He so is, yeah. You see, thirsty you see Hulk. Hulk. Butt, Full yeah. on Hulk ass. Yeah. No Hulk hog, though. Hashtag no Hulk hog. <laughs> Hashtag Hulk hog cut. <laughs> that's not how Thor oh. really... There's no hog with Hulk. That's why he's so angry. Uh, and that's not how uh. Thor really lost his eye. Am I right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I think to, oh, to your... God. I mean, the, the, the part of the confines oh. of this that they gave Tiger was like, this, is, this has to happen in this movie. Like, Hulk yeah, has to be in to. it. Yeah. Um, and I think, though, when we talk about Big Trouble Little China, he, he understood, like, okay, we'll, we'll have a buddy movie, you know, or, like, we'll find a way to make it work. Yeah cinematically and story-wise so it hits like really fun beats and hulk is a good foil for thor at a lot of moments uh yeah uh, where thor sometimes is normally the hard-headed you know spoiled kid uh and there are moments where it's hulk who's the one who's hard-headed and 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 that way and then you have uh the valkyrie who's super drunk 
most of the time too. Yeah, we haven't even talked oh, about her. Man, She's like yeah. a great character. Yeah, Teresa Thompson. Teresa Thompson. The, Basically, the, yeah. the what it like the drunken ver. I mean, the Revengers is like the drunken like misfits of Avengers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Variant. Yeah. When Taika yeah. pitched this movie to Kate Blanchett, she didn't understand. She was like, "What is all this lore stuff?" Like, she, and she was in Lord of the Rings, which is insane to me. But you know, yeah. she's like, "What is this?" Yeah. And he ended up having to tell her like, "This is basically a movie about a spoiled kid who has to get home." Because uh, there's an arsonist inside who's about to set it on fire. You're the arsonist. <laughs> and he uh. has to get there. And he has a bipolar friend and a drunk friend. And that's what he told her. And she said, that sounds fun. That's <laughs> great. That's a that very really good, good. And yeah. it's, yeah. And it's it, Sometimes that's all you have to like boil it down to. And then build from that. Because, I mean, this is set in an, Obviously. Yeah. several worlds that are like fully developed. And, you know, Jeff Goldblum's in it. Um, yeah. And Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I, yeah, man, it's like the, the, the Sakaar stuff, all of the Sakaar stuff in this movie is maybe my favorite shit in the MCU. I just it's love how, uh, like confidently weird and like colorful and bizarre it is. Like I, I think about like one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the scene where I think Hulk had just gotten to Sakaar and he walks in and then like uh, Goldblum is just playing like a synth and he's being fucking weird. And I was like, I remember (laughs) seeing that. uh, Yeah, I remember seeing that in theaters and being like, this is the weirdest shit I've seen in an MCU movie. This is so bizarre. That's straight from his Willy Wonka thing, too. Yeah, Yeah, and he's he's actually playing a part of Mark Mothersbaugh's score, like the do-do-do-do-do-do-do, which we should talk about the crazy fucking like 80 synth score the this tr- movie i was has. i felt like i was watching tron because every time they yeah. referenced the game or the fight or whenever he would go into a thing <laughs> the tron yeah. score would start basically the oh shit who made that score uh daft punk daft punk i was gonna say oh Dead yeah Mouse. Was yeah that yeah that's right one of the bad that score is so fucking and good. i feel like subconsciously that triggered like a tron thing of like here's a guy in a world he doesn't know and he's part of yeah, a game kind of. Um, it kind of i mean it fits the score to this movie sorry to Interrupt. No, no, no. Um, sorry. I didn't <laughs> no, know where I was, no, no, no. was going with this. But no, like, even no, like, please. The way you please, see, John. Like, look at the way the fucking logo is drawn. Like, it looks like something out of an arcade. Like, it, you could see this on the top of an arcade game, like Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> like, the way it, it looks. Yeah. And it's so funny. Um, I remember, yeah, when they announced like it. Yeah. What were you going to say? No, no, no. Yeah. Like, it does feel like something very much out of the 80s. That's what I was going to say. And that's why Taika was perfect for it or did Taika yeah. make it into the 80s uh, he might have know. yeah he might have uh, been the one to kind of have that inspiration mm-hmm. I, I remember when There's they a had the 80s, big a lot of 80s inspiration in his prior films so oh for sure yeah, yeah boy evil or shark mm-hmm. um probably his only <laughs> yeah I'm trying to think of the other because boy those was two to are in the 80s yeah yeah, yeah they're sure. 80s movies but mm-hmm. and then the E.T. stuff obviously in, yeah. in boy um, but uh, yeah, I remember when they announced this movie at the big, uh, I don't know if you guys remember back to this or when this happened, but the big press event that they had, mm-hmm. it's when they announced civil war and they, mm-hmm. uh, brought out Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. And then that's where they announced, uh, Chadwick Boseman as black Panther. And he came right, out and it yeah. was like this crazy, like, Whoa, what the fuck? Uh, that's also when they announced the logo for this. And I remember even thinking then like, Oh, what the! F- By the title, this looks like a weird '80s adventure thing, and then it's like, like exactly trip, right? is what he was saying, like yeah, a- like a cosmic road trip. And I was yeah. like, "Fuck, man, that sounds great!" And I, like I was saying before, like all of that stuff is like my favorite shit. 
and I would just like watch four hours of that. I'd watch the the YTD cut, the four hour YTD cut of that stuff. Apparently, there's a lot of Goldblum that was left on the cutting room Uh floor because I mean, if you talk about someone who is just embodies. Someone like you know, who could just fill up a room with charisma or yeah. comedy or whatever. Jeff Goldblum's that guy. So apparently they left the camera running and he got to do a lot well, more so, yeah. in like the fun costumes, interacting with his straight edge, you know, right hand. I feel woman. like Jeff Goldblum doesn't even know anything about the oh, Marvel yeah. Universe. Definitely and he's not. just yeah. like he's just yeah. existing here as himself. So good. The, it's great. Yeah. It works. It's it's, it's a it giant works. Yeah. it's an awesome mirror to what Gun did with the almost like because the uh, the collector right yeah with the collector and the grandmaster in the comics are brothers and they're like mm. ancient characters like they're they're not Eternals but they're like they're I forgot what what the name of their race is but they're basically like you know related and they're all they're very cosmic and yeah. supposed to be all knowing and stuff and Gun took liberties with the collector by making you know uh, in his words you know making uh, Benicio del Toro's collector a space Liberace. And in this one, the yeah. Grandmaster very, is supposed to be very psychotic. And yeah. the Grandmaster does have the, um, the contest of champions, like the way he does in this movie, which is like, you know, a, a grand universal tournament where people just fight. And, you know, whenever the, per- the loser loses their world or reality or something, um, you know, the Waititi basically just changed that into like a just Jeff Goldblum-esque character. Like if you're watching, you know, mm, something on... Eccentric. Yeah, like if you're watching Jeff Goldblum on a, on a TV show and stuff, and it's... I mean, it's, it's just it Jeff works. Goldblum. It's it basically not, is just Jeff Goldblum. It's not the grand man. It's just, just Jeff Goldblum. And that is a yeah. change to the source material that I, like, I embrace fully. Like, that's Everyone just like, loved why, it, yeah. why, why don't Why yeah. don't more changes happen like that? It's awesome. One of the elders of the universe. Elders, there you go. The elders God damn it. Universe, yeah, because yeah. they're like slowly introducing those... Um, the Super cosmic, cosmic characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just had to look that up. But um, no, yeah, he is great and feels like his... I don't know. The, what I, when I think about Goldblum, the way that I think about uh, his acting style is he's always trying to fuck the person he's talking to. Right, oh, my yeah. God. That's like the energy that I get it's, from him in every scene. It's kind of like this weird, like, one of, flirty. One of like, his first movies, Thank God It's Friday Night, I think, is is about him being a disco owner. <laughs> and he ha- makes a bet with a DJ about fuck having to, like, fuck someone who was there that night. So, yeah, just somebody. When you brought it, I was like, that's literally his character motivation yeah. in a movie. <laughs> Yeah. That's probably where he took sense. from me. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. He carried <laughs> that, that one, that, that that one direction for the rest of his life. That motivation works. I mean, it lo- does look like Goblin wants to fuck everybody he talks to in this movie. Like from Jurassic Loki Park, to... He uh, wanted to fuck the fly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, got, I got nervous for that T-Rex <laughs> at one point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Seriously, man. Like any Goldblum performance... Think about you, you. You'll have to think about it in every every time you see Goldblum <laughs> from here on out because it's what he's doing. Is it a performance? Or I, is I think it's just him. It's just. Have uh, you seen hot ones? It looked like there were some hot ones flowing there. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. he's totally doing the same shit on hot ones. It's too. a really like, cool energy, I think, for a villain in the movie. And yeah, he's not yeah. even the main villain, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's not built from power. It's just built from I don't know, like whatever it is, sexual energy or yeah. just all knowing. Yeah, or he's just, just being fucking around. around. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's super dangerous, around. right? Like he kills a dude, he vaporizes a dude while making a joke, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Like he has orgies oh, in his super spaceship. messy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, listen, we gotta talk about the orgy ship, okay? And the <laughs> best joke in this fucking movie when who is it? Uh, Thor presses the fucking. No, it's uh, my birthday. 
Damn the butt, the butt. No, hole? it was a fucking um, yeah. Hulk. It's Hulk who puts it. Ruffalo, yeah. Ba- oh, Banner. Ruffalo. He yeah, hits he, the butt. This hole, looks the like anal a party, like a missile or like a weapon. Yeah. It, it's like this must be a weapon. Yeah, it's an it's a butt. <laughs> yeah, right. It's his anal button. Oh my god! Oh. And so when when, when shit's great. getting oh. real wild on the ship, they hit that button, and it's like it's my birthday. I'm That's also surprised joke. that That's the word the orgy joke. got into a PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah, there's a joke about getting. <laughs> yeah, that, it's also like, there's a joke about wild. a hammer getting wanked off or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah. The this. hammer pulled you off. The yeah, hammer yeah, pulled yeah. you off, oh and Korg's like, the hammer pulled you off. Pulled you off. Like, pull like, me off Whoa. the ground, the ground. They pull me off the ground. Sounds yeah. like you have yeah. an intimate relationship with this. With this <laughs> yeah, man, you're being destroyed, really. Too. Yeah, like, like a like, little. And thing. The, I, I love when he yells "fuck off, ghost." It reminds me of uh, what we do in the shadows when they're <laughs> yeah, yelling. Piss off, yeah. Piss off, yeah, piss off, ghost. Oh, I, I just, I hope Korg is a heavy presence in. He should just get his own movie one. on it. The Korg spinoff. Hey, yeah. a Korg spinoff show. Fuck I'd it. watch. Yeah, in fact, Disney would make that in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. He, Korg was also the name of a character of the same race who got killed in Thor: The Dark World. I remember that. Yeah, his uh, name is Korg. Yeah, he's the thing, big yeah. uh, rock, big dude. rock dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I, the same species, but they named that one. They thought that was the homage. Like this is Korg. It's and it's, then yeah, this is actually Korg. It's Taika <laughs> who does the the voice and stuff. But he even like I think recaps moments of the movie and like just says what the theme is of yeah. the movie in certain points. Did he also do yeah. the mocap for Korg? Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I've seen did, him yeah. in the mocap suit for, yeah. for that one. I want to mocap myself into movies. Uh, I don't know. It's trees. <laughs> it's <laughs> trees. You don't even have any lines. Yeah. You don't even move. I'm like, man, You're that just... tree's humping something. <laughs> <laughs> that desk over there yeah. is pretty cool. Well, that's <laughs> no, actually Delphine. It's a hell of a performance yeah. by that one tree in the background. They say with visual <laughs> effects, if no one sees it, it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. It's that's how, be that's how they know VFX is really good. You don't even know what happened. <laughs> I, I want to... Uh, before yeah, we got to talk about the Edgar Wright of it all. I feel like in uh, wow. in just how the, these guys, I feel like uh, can really be summed up in not summed up, but like it's it, they are Office fascinating said. to pair up against one each yeah. like, uh, against each other in how they've dealt with the Marvel universe. Kind the of. Marvel because it's like. Waititi, I uh, and and maybe this is all wrong. There's behind the scenes stuff that makes all of this inaccurate. But what we see just from the the things that have been released and or not released is um, Waititi seems like a guy who, like you said, Delphin, like he he sees where he fits into the machine and like where he can put his voice into this thing. And it's not all of it. Like there are going to be moments that are just kind of like. Oh, like the VFX team already finished that, so we can't even touch it. Um, it's because Taika is good at improvising. And yeah. like we know uh, yeah. with the world's end, no improv was happening Recla- at all. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this movie, a bunch of improv was mm-hmm. happening. I think having that approach to filmmaking really uh puts you into certain places. Like you can if you can improv very well, you can fit into the Marvel universe like easily, I'd say. Mm-hmm. If you're very like structured and Kubrickian, how yeah. could you ever be in the MCU? That's true. Yeah. How could you? Well, yeah. yeah, and it's also I don't know how much info you guys know on the right stuff. We talked about it uh not the film the right stuff, great movie. Um <laughs> Do the right stuff, yeah. <laughs> Do the right stuff. Yeah, the <laughs> uh the famous uh <laughs> It's a classroom <laughs> teacher movie, right? Do Let the right s- thing. Do the right thing. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I, I is love this that. not the Do joke the right stuff. <laughs> um, 
I'm thinking I the astronaut was, movie. Me too. Yeah. I thought the joke was going there, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, fucking movie. Uh, I thought it was a real thing. <laughs> uh, but no, the yeah, Edgar Wright, uh, we talked a little bit about it on the pod, but was attached to do Ant-Man since before mm, Iron, Iron Man, Man yeah. was filmed. Spent so, a lot of time working on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. was like after... I think it was even, was it before Hot Fuzz that he was like attached to do it or maybe right after Hot Fuzz? It was right after Hot Fuzz. It yeah. was supposed to be the movie he made, I think, after like World's End. Like it was supposed to be that. Yeah. Like after World's End was finished and prepped, he was set to go over and start making Ant-Man. Um, you know, for, you know, but obviously by, it didn't actually happen. By that time, Iron Man had come out. They had this experience with Ed Norton on Incredible Hulk and the powers that the producers had had grown right, yeah, since they okay. gave Edgar Wright an Ant-Man yeah. movie to when they were like, we're going to end up with an Avengers movie at the end of this. Mm-hmm. And Edgar Wright didn't yeah, want that. They Edgar were like, we well, got to have all these script. seeds planted. It, it's because yeah. it was before an MCU had happened, like yeah. an actual universe. So like, you know, Edgar Wright's original Ant-Man movie was very standalone and very kind of mean. Like it wasn't like so mean, but like I'd heard from people who had um, like Evangeline Lilly and Paul Rudd had said that like it was a straight up Edgar Wright British comedy. Yeah. Like it was like, you know, the beats were um, like the way you think they would be. They'd be super quick, but there wasn't there wasn't a lot of like um, like there wasn't any like it wasn't a shield presence or like, you know, there wasn't other. The, the Falcon wasn't it. Yeah, the, the Falcon, Falcon wasn't, wasn't it. Like, big thing, and that's yeah. I think that was the thing that made Wright. Uh, you know, go is that like, you know, they, I think Wright had done an, another draft of the script and he was really um, excited for it. And it was kind of like, I think like the way Feige ex- explained it was like, he explained it very, uh, in a classy way. He was just like, you know, when you get down to it, new things have changed since 2008, which is when the script apparently like went into development or something like that. And Feige was just like, well, you know, you get down to it. You're just like, do you still feel strongly about that idea? And Wright was like, yes, I still very, you know, feel very strong about it. And, you know, Feige was just kind of like, but, you know, more of, you know, Avengers stuff. And he was like, and then. Where's the Infinity Stone? Yeah, like, and Wright was like, no, because, like, Wright didn't even have, like, Yellow Jacket. Like, it wasn't like a, it was basically a very much his interpretation of Ant-Man. Kind of like the way. um, Fantastic Four. Yeah, basically, like the way Del Toro. Del Toro (laughs) at one point was attached to write a Doctor Strange script. And it was oh, way yeah. more like Del Toro y as opposed to like Marvel y. And that's the way it this was. was like, pre MCU, though. Right? Yeah, pre MCU. Yeah. So, like, you know, there was no Yellow Jacket. It was like the Nano Warrior. Like, it was literally something like original that he had thought of. There was yeah. a car chase scene. It was still the heist idea, though. Right? It was still a very, yeah. a very big heist idea, but it wasn't like super duper like Marvel y, I guess. And yeah. that's what, like, you know, Marvel wanted. And so, of course, he needed yeah. to fit in the, in the machine. Yeah. But, like, yes. right at that point, wasn't. But the fascinating thing to me is that he left like a month before they were going to start filming. Yeah, that's so that's he clearly was like, "Listen, I, we can make this work." I like, can I do know, it. Yeah, and then it it had to suck. Like I think he did like some interview a little bit after that, not super, not a ways after that, but like pretty soon after. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I mean, it's like a bad breakup. I I don't want to." You know, really oh yeah, I remember reading that interview too, and it was a little bit intense because they asked him if he, he had seen the movie, and he was like, "It's like watching your ex girlfriend have sex," and I was like, "Oh, that's a little bit more." <laughs> oh man, yeah, and I was like, "That's a little extreme." Yeah. I wouldn't compare it to that, but I, I get it. You know what I mean? Like you, you it was a project that was very dear and the to him. sex is fine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> that's why, like, he watches it. And he's like, "Oh my god, like <laughs> this is great." But like, um, yeah, and so I, I get it. Lars, that's a Lars von Trier movie for sure. It's I like, get it. It's like when uh, it's like when Jordorowski watched um, fucking Dune. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, this is not good. That's that's like his comparison too. Yeah. yeah. He because he, he was working on it 
Well, far before Lynch made uh, his version of Dune, yeah. Yeah. It's, it is an interesting thing because it, it's, it happens quite a bit in the MCU, but it's never... It hasn't yet, like, fully impacted a movie. Like, it never gets as far as someone quitting in the middle of it or anything. Mm-mm. Scott Derrickson just left Doctor Scott, Strange. Yeah. And for the same reason, too. For like, the same it's like reason. Uh, that, that, one's, that one's got an upgrade, though. Sam Raimi. Uh, fucking Sam well, Raimi. Well, it, it is, it is a lot right. of it. Yeah, it, I, know, I agree with that. I think yeah. part of, partially, God, Edgar Wright at the time, you're right, there was no MCU. There was no idea where these movies were going. They were each just standalone movies. Right, yeah. And now it is a very clear... I mean, Taika, that's why he's very open about it. He's like, this is... When they came to me, they told me, these are the three people who are going to be in your movie. We've already casted these other people. You know, someone's already writing the script. Like, what are the things that you want to do? But I think it's just a lot of trust. And he's very open about um, knowing and and thinking of, of all these successful Marvel movies as a safety net in a weird way. He's like, these guys know what they're doing. Like these producers. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like I'm sure this is also what he, how he feels about the star Wars and whatever else he's doing next. But see, he, I he, hope, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. We, we don't have to get into this too much, but I, I hope his star Wars thing is uh, by this point, I hope they trust him and give him a lot more control. I hope it's not a Marvel thing where it's like, our you know our team has uh figured out some beats that we'd like you to hit i hope it's ground up like his his thing. weird fucking vision of whatever he wants to do i think that's the way forward you know but i don't know in some ways it's starting to work for dc that's kind of how that's kind of the direction they're going starting in starting to work start the, the i the concept of being more auteur driven is i think a good idea if you're not going to have a large tapestry of interconnected characters and all this stuff. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. I have a prediction I want to throw right, at you guys. On the record. It is on the record because I'm, pr- I'm pretty confident about it. Pretty confident. My prediction is at some point in, this, in the MCU cycle, yeah. Edgar Wright's going to come back. I, I agree with that. I think well, that's I think so. I think... He had such a long history working with Feige. I think things ended, but you literally pretty talked amicably. Talk about like fucking ex girlfriends and shit. Like, but it it's sounds. Been, it's guess been, what people do with ex girlfriends? It's been ten years, years. They man. toss them back. They go back. You go, <laughs> All you the go time, back. baby. I just, I just think that <laughs> they just gotta they gotta get worked in a little bit before you got <laughs> get, get them back <laughs> in your life. And huh? the thing is, too, this is an angle on it um, that it's it's the, it's the thing that Taika very much weaponized too it's it's the fact that you can use this as a so-called blank check to fund your next thing and edgar wright's somebody who has had some box office box I, office I just don't success. see with i would see edgar wright more in the dc verse as we talked about with auteur but marvel's getting more marvel is getting more free like free with its creators i think that's why i can see him coming in and working a little name one marvel movie that is in the mcu that is completely auteur i mean well there's not one that's completely auteur i don't i don't think i think he can compromise some i I, that's what i'm saying i think that we'll get to a point where like 80 percent auteur I would say yeah, you, I think 80-20 will I, happen at some point. I think really? a lot of so I, there, think so. I think because there's and that's why I, I talked about all these different directors who have worked in this universe already and talked to each other and try to get their friends to do other things in, in the universe. Mm-hmm. Taika made Thor Ragnarok because he talked to James Gunn about his experience making 
Okay, uh, James, yeah. James Gunn is Guardian. practically entirely auteur driven, especially in the second one. The James, second one, nobody had hands on that movie. James Gunn got the job because John Favreau talked him in. So I think I could see along the line someone at some point but saying, it's hey, like, it's like things uh, are better now. The the exception is that like that is Guardians is like a new IP within the IP. Totally true. And yeah. it's like, how do you? Like that's the exception to the rule. Right. Well, maybe maybe you know I mean? Edgar Wright's got like a Moon Moon Knight take or something. Like maybe Knight. it's uh well it's going to be a show, but it's like I don't know. Maybe that's something how you bring him like in. That. Yeah. See, a I would, weird. Yeah. I would agree something on like that too. I think like with Ant Man, um, Ant Man was very unknown, and then whenever the MCU came to light, everyone's like, "Well, where's Hank Pym or where's Ant Man?" Because Ant Man is a central part of the Avengers. How did James gonna feel about? Sorry to interrupt you, no, but. Going, how do you feel about his characters going into like the? Oh, it is a butthole. You're right. The whole like <laughs> that's the bit. Dude. Yeah, this is what yeah. it looks like, John. Yeah, like going into the whole like Avengers universe thing. How did James Gunn feel about it? I, what I heard is that he was very hands on in like how, how the they writing were interpreted. Yeah, yeah, that it it it, it kind of goes back to Waititi and and working with like Feige and Marvel and stuff. It's like like it's it sounds like they know James Gunn is kind of the voice of the Guardians. Right. Yeah. And are like, hey, let's like work on this together. Like I've heard the Rousseau's talked about that a lot because uh, around the press for uh I think Infinity War, people were asking them like like is it just you guys or the the writers of Infinity War writing the Guardians? And it's like it's very like we all kind of work on it together. James Gunn is the guy who kind of really defined who these guys are. The voice so it's it's quite, it's like collaborative, but it's not you know fully one person. Right. I think it's still collaborative too. I think Gunn, if I want to say like if honest, if Gunn had a hundred percent his way, he probably wouldn't interact with them as much because I think there. Yeah. It wasn't misdirection either. Like, I think maybe half of it was misdirection, but a lot of it was probably he honestly thought that, like, he probably had control of his franchise. And because even when uh, Infinity War wasn't even announced, I don't think there was even a name for the for the movie yet. But people were already asking him, like, hey, um, you know, are they going to be the Avengers one day? And he was like, no, my stuff is pretty separate. And he was like, and then I think like one person was like kind of like theorized all the stuff on a Q&A. And he kind of like smiled and he was like, I don't think it's going to come out as like the way everyone thinks it is, like come together. Sure and behold, I mean, it fucking came together yeah, pretty. Of I mean, we, we all kind of knew, right? Yeah, like yeah. I was, I was like seeing Guardians. Yeah. I was like, I mean, these people are going to interact. Because I mean, you know, so, Thanos is, you that's the whole thing. Yeah. Well, he even Thanos said yeah, he yeah. said he was forced to put Thanos in his Guardians movie. He did not want Guardi- yeah. Thanos in his Guardians movie. Yeah. So, like, I think there's still some things where, like, I think like Feige knows the entire blueprint. I don't think. You know, uh, like if it was up 100% to the filmmakers, they'd probably be like, oh. Yeah, but Gunn seems to know how to play ball. So he's like, okay, well, and they And they let's say that's why they do these things in phases. Because if yeah. it was just fully out there, you do one, someone has to pick up the pieces wherever you leave off. They're always sending each other drafts. So mm-hmm. like uh, the last, I mean, the Black Panther, uh, I mean, Ryan Coogler from Black Panther, Guardians 2, like they got to read that Infinity War endgame draft before they even got to start their thing. So they are in cahoots all often because when we're yeah. talking in phases, this is, I mean, we're talking years of planning and those drafts for the next thing, it's already written and people are reading them so they know what to do with their movie yeah. I, I where think, it fits and where it doesn't break the whatever. Con- yeah, yeah, break the canon or the whatever. Canon. The, the two movies I, I think that, they don't convince me that Wright will come back. Ed Wright might just be like, I'm totally happy not doing this. But the two movies that kind of make it uh, a possibility to me are Guardians 2, where uh, 
by all the accounts that I've heard, it's it was fully like Gunn had basic basically like full control over that. He had full control over the action scenes. It's like the the overhead um scene where fuck, what's his name? The guy who dies, the blue guy. Uh Yanu. Yandu, yeah, Yandu kills everybody with the arrow. That was fully like conceptualized by Gunn in the mm, writing and right, stuff like yeah. that. And uh and, and Black Panther, it's like Ryan Coogler, that was he like he wrote that script, that was like fully his thing, to the point where a lot of the VFX in that movie look bad because he wrote things differently and like f- kind of forced that onto the VFX teams is what I've heard. Um, and so it that, just that came out. Yeah. Like, yeah. It kind of, uh, nobody won kind yeah, of in the end. Won. It's like um, a PS4 game basically. <laughs> yeah. No, um, whoever wins, we all lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but no, those, those convince me that like you can, you can be, not fully an auteur. You can't be Lars von Trier or something in the MCU, but like you can, you can have a full vision and like bring it to life. And that wasn't the case when Edgar Wright would have had to make Ant Man back in when did the when did Ant Man fell apart? Out? Like around it fell apart like twenty thirteen, thirteen or something. That's when they it. were very much like we uh, were like on. We just had the Avengers movie. We gotta like really and Edgar Wright just. This. Garners and gains more clout. Like Baby Driver was really good. The next thing he's going to make the Soho movie. Yeah, last night if it's Soho. good, like at a certain point, like Got I don't think the next year we talked about. In the oh, last really? So twenty twenty one. Well, at some yeah. point, like Edgar Wright hopefully wins an Oscar or something, and it becomes a very different conversation. Of you've made two great or three great British movies, and yeah, and Baby Driver was as big. I made over a hundred million dollars in America. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I so mean, like Sam Raimi. I don't. I'm sure he gets notes, but they don't like. They, they can't tell Sam Raimi really like Sam Raimi's exactly a, a producer doing. too, though. So I think he's going in very much like like Waititi almost, where it's like I'm going to put some of my weird shit in this Doctor Strange movie, a Dutch angle or be... two, some zooms, <laughs> zooms on the face, smash cut yeah, like, zooms. Oh man, I, I hope his hand is heavy. And in then that obviously movie. Bruce Campbell is in it. Yeah, he's Bruce Campbell, hundred percent. Bruce yeah. Campbell as Dormammu. Oh like, my god! Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, as like a weird cosmic yeah. god, that would be so fucking. Well, so I want to ask you guys this: Are there any other people in your or in potential director showdown episodes that you think are going to have made MCU movies? Because to your point, Taika will wow. Because oh. Taika, you know, is is great. Like he has a good. He had four great indie movies, and then jumped straight into this. And you're trying to figure out if his voice is still there. Like, what other? Filmmakers, are you like? Uh, I don't want to. I, I don't know it? if their voice is lost in the MCU verse. Nicholas Winding Rifle. <laughs> oh, wow. that would be fucking. He cool. would do a Punisher movie, and that'd oh, be boy. sick. Wow. That would be so fucking good, actually. That that I think realistically, realistically will. That's interesting because like we're talking about uh, spoilers. I guess like doing villain villain wave a villain. Fuck villain new villain new right villain yeah. new yeah. Denny villain new got it. Um, I call him Danny V. I don't. I can't see him making a Marvel movie. No, I really can't. He seems too much. Then in, again, he did make a Blade Runner. movie. I can't see him is, making yeah, Dune. That's true. That's that's really weird. How dare you? That's, <laughs> I actually that's, really that's can't. why I mean, we're going to cover that. I've seen like the stills, and I'm like, I need to see more. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, I can't really see him, even though he's uh, is he a writer on a lot of his stuff. I don't think. I don't know. I, I just can't see it. Yeah. I just can't really see it. Uh, other directors, I mean. We've talked about Marty. I mean, Marty Scorsese is clearly going to make one. <laughs> he's got such a good uh, history with the Marvel movies, clearly. <laughs> he would make uh, a good Daredevil movie, if anything. Mar- oh, don't even. Whenever you talk about the 70s, New York. Yeah, he'd make that. a great Joker movie. Se- yeah, 70s. 
Oh, when, God. Whenever you talk about Scorsese, when, uh, I mean, we talk about Taika and how he uses like improv and stuff. Scorsese is fairly, he storyboards, but there's a lot of things he likes to capture on set too. That don't, I mean, whenever, uh, Last Temptation of Jesus Christ. Some of a lot the, of improv, a lot of funny a bits. A lot of yeah. bits in that movie. A lot of good bits. A lot of like iconic moments were accidents on set with Scorsese's movies. Yeah. And so. Uh, it's like, cool to hear him talk about that stuff because he yeah. very much talks about like, I like to plan, but I also like to let things be loose I, yeah. and let people fuck well, around. That, that's awesome. the best way to like yeah. have a good product. Just like in general, that's a great strategy for just yeah. any type of work. Like you have to have the, the strat and then you have to have the adaptation to whatever like comes your way. Like have a good script yeah. so that if when you're like riffing, when you're trying new stuff, if it yeah. doesn't work, you can always fall back on a good thing. Well, mm-hmm. it's especially apt with like just filmmaking in general because, yeah. you know, it's just like what David Fincher said about, being a director it's like having your paintbrush like you you have your paintbrush being held by like dozens of people and you're like a mile away with a walkie-talkie talking to them as they paint it's like turning a a cruise ship right yeah so you have to have a certain like trust in the people that you do and then you have to let them adapt to the circumstances that's going on you know Mm -hmm. yeah you can't all be kubrick's or a cronenberg cronenberg believes that the filmmaking process is Solely on set, like yeah. he doesn't storyboard or anything. Like Cronenberg does. George not do Miller that. feels oh, that way sometimes like yeah. too. Cronenberg yeah. said that too. He's like, I don't believe in like you know blocking your stuff before you get to set because that's not filmmaking. You know, George, George Miller could George make an interesting. Oh, man, he I, does a lot of storyboard. One could only he, hope. He the know, the like, thing is, the thing, uh, the reason I could see up. that maybe happening. Well, he, he, I mean, he's getting up there in age and whatever, but he's he's a uh, he's a sequel guy. He's he made, made like a bunch of sequels. Yeah. Um. So Happy Feet, right? Two, two. Weird Mad movie. Max Four, Mad Max Four, <laughs> Mad Max and Five. I think I think what's really fantastic about the MCU is it does it has made a name for itself as being a, an okay place for collaborators and, and directors. So just like actors normally will be like they won't say no for most uh, MCU projects. Like ten directors pitch for each one, basically. Like Taika won over. A whole list. I, I, I looked it up. But I forgot their names. I mean, the but a Dead list of people. Guys, the zombie Dead land zombie guys. Like the All guys who are who, killing it in Hollywood right now. <laughs> yeah, like pitch stuff. Tim Miller, by the way, Adam. Yeah. Tim, That's a callback to a thing you asked Tim an hour Miller. ago. Yeah. So I mean, he Miller. made the new Terminator, which which is was not bad. So not bad. It's okay. Was it okay? Really? Yes, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like we, I expected it. We did it on ROTS, and I expected to hate that movie. And I was like, holy shit, this is the third best Terminator movie. That's why I don't expect. What? That's not saying much, obviously, because like the other bars of the other Terminator movies aren't that high. But like, it's well, probably because Cameron best. had a little bit of a, a sane little uh, touch. You know what makes it for me it, is right? didn't we say I liked it a lot? No, the, but James Cameron and Tim Miller clashed heads in a couple. Oh of yeah, they clashed like like crazy on that movie. Well, yeah, no one wants to tell Daddy Cameron what to do. Yeah, what to Daddy do. Cameron, Cam's, he'd make uh, a good MCU movie, and it would make four wow. billion dollars. It would, yeah, because he's laundering dirty money. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Got to get on that the record. All yeah. the box office yeah. is from underwater. <laughs> Uh, James Cameron is an MC, doing an MC movies inspired pick. That would be that really cool. Weird. Yeah. I don't think I'm trying ever to do think it, of though. like young up and coming. Like I, I'd be interested. She, I don't think she. I think she said she doesn't want to. But like a, a Greta Gerwig. Marvel movie. That's, uh, that's an inspired choice. For, is well. interesting. Yeah, They're making the. Barbie it would be very movie. relatable and funny. I don't yeah. know. It definitely have like second unit action stuff because I don't. Definitely. I don't think she would be comfortable doing that. But I I find a lot of times uh, 
I mean, we definitely talk about like some really fun Taika Waititi is a great example, but a lot of times, at least for Disney, they know that if they get a good indie filmmaker in their second or third movie ish, they're going to save a lot on money. They normally yeah. can assert yeah. a little bit more mm-hmm. control over the thing. Yeah. Um, so that happens sometimes too. So um, Emmanuel Delphin as the hey, next I will do as a mainstream boy. Dude, we better yeah. be we better be extras in the background. <laughs> you know. Have us be three yeah. wacky guys in the background doing something fun. Something San Antonio related. You know, oh, boy. we'll yeah. eating we'll be eating tacos or something. I'll be you know? cutting through some enchiladas yeah. and you just cut to me. <laughs> Hey, I'm and at mom's house. <laughs> and we're we're talking about Selena's and stuff, you know? And what yeah, else is San stuff. Antonio? <laughs> kidding. The Alamo <laughs> yeah. Spurs. What would we'll be your be adaptation? Would be It'll like, be a San Antonio, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what would be your adaptation in that case? Like the Runaways? Like something very You've like, close. I don't Dolphin. want to uh, don't want corner to. myself. I'll say I'm, I, I'll play ball with anything. <laughs> That's so funny, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're talking to to uh, Kevin. You go on a first name basis. Right? Old Kev, you and Kevin, Kev. I. He's a cool guy. Kevin, you know. Kevin Fije. I he bought says, a, "Call me Kevin F." <laughs> Kevin F. <laughs> I bought him a hat. He's got a fun San Antonio. He's got a Selena hat. He's got a Selena hat. He's got an SA Current hat for his boy Delta. I bought him some jeans and a blazer. Some jeans. Get Kevin fighting. What else does he wear? That's great. Oh my god. Fucking hell. Um, Okay. But let's 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 define. I, I don't know what else you guys want. Tessa to add Thompson. In, uh, we barely talked about her. Really all. great. Yeah. I, I don't know how far you in, you got into that. I don't know how far you are in it. But she, is her character bisexual? Did they say that she, weird. She's yeah. She. But it's implied. I I she right? It's one of those where like she's, the studio's I, yeah, like she's kind of bi. Yeah. She's bi. Yeah. It's like put it in the fucking. Why not put it in the movie? Just why say it. Afraid? Because like when they did the flashback scene, that was probably her lover, right? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's yeah. the right yeah. in front of it's her face. Their double right? thing. It's like a. It's a double thing. It's like it's it's implied to be her lover, but it's also implied to be the original Valkyrie because in the original Valkyrie in the comics. It looks exactly like her. Like it's a blonde woman. Oh wow! It's like super. Yeah. So it's supposed to. Oh, show, she took the. Oh, that's. Yeah. Cool. It's supposed to be like the, the the like a kind of like a. This is our Valkyrie. Well, let's just see. You know, the prequel to that. Just the have war. Valkyrie yeah. origins and see that romance. That'd yeah. be kind of well. Cool. That's apparently uh, Waititi and I think Tessa Thompson too have said that that's a big thing in the, the next Thor yeah. is like like. Love triangle. Fuck the censoring. It like she's looking for her queen. Like that's like what they have said. So it's like that's oh, gonna yeah. be yeah. Like it's twenty twenty. Who gives a shit? I yeah. forgot she is now in charge of that's right of new yeah. new Asgard. Is new that what it's Asgard called? or new Asgard? So she'll have a presence in that. That'll be cool. Uh, but yeah, she's so funny and charming and like badass in this movie. She has like a very. Dominatrix is a what's that? A little bit of a dominatrix. Dominatrix, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and we're all we are all the audience is her gimp. Yeah, we're all <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. we're all simp's here. We're all simps. <laughs> we're all sick. But we're no, all it's, beta males. Yeah. I, I I that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie too. Where like she lands her ship and then she like walks out and just fucking like falls, falls off over, the, yeah. the walkway oh, yeah, yeah. and immediately you're just like, oh, who's this like badass like Han Solo? roguish like yeah. i don't give a shit about you chick um and yeah she's she's a great character i, I think this is the first thing i i just love the I bit 
Yeah. I love the bit where it's like, I feel like I know you. Yeah. Weird, right? Like with the, <laughs> oh, yeah. With the Hulk. I just love, that was oh, yeah. such an endearing like sequence between uh, Bruce Banner and her. You know? I think yeah, that's that when, so great. that's when you really can tell that the set was fun in a weird yeah. way. Cause if there's you, so much chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Like if that was a hundred percent written in like her, there's no parentheses in the line or like there are parentheses in the line. Say it like this do it this way, you won't find things like that happening. Well, the way that she reacted at that point just seemed like a genuine reaction to, like, just the, uh, what's his name, the actor himself. You Ruffalo. Know? Like, yeah, yeah. It the just way they play like, it yeah. feels like an indie movie. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a small little moment. Mm. And you'll, you'll, I think, if you watch Boy or Hunt for the Will of the People soon, like, it's riddled with those really nice, fun, Yeah, that's a total Waititi thing. Mm. Yeah, he he's really good at tying in the sincerity Character uh, moments, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like uh, the well, Odin gonna, scene, the, like up? the Odin scene where he kind of like makes mm. it a little bit. I don't know if that's a Marvel, uh, you know, template or if that was. Um, that's probably a Marvel beat. Talking about Anthony Hopkins, Tony. yeah, yeah. This, his scene in the movie is kind of one of the more emotional um, scenes oh, in the where flick where on, he dies in basically. like Greenland or whatever. That feels yeah, like yeah, a Marvel Norway. Beat. Norway, yeah. he joins Norway. the force. Yeah, um, he joins <laughs> yeah. the force. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, he, he yeah, he becomes he becomes one with uh, the force. Anakin or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one with the Odin force, if you will. Um, you think, Odin. Bit, this you is, think they have a hologram in the next movies it, of him? Like even the the animate the animation of him becoming like the little orange flakes happens in Kung Fu Panda to the tortoise character. Spoiler, but uh, that's what I thought of before. Listen, I thought we've of all the seen. Force. Kung Fu. That's a great movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, really How is. many Kung Fu pandas exist? Oh, three, four hundred. I feel like three, there's a billion. The first two are great. I haven't seen three. But I heard the, the third one's not bad. Taika Waititi's doing the next Kung Fu, Ku Fu panda movie. Oh yeah, they got him signed on. <laughs> they got him signed huh. on, baby. That's so. He's doing the next he's, Mad he's, Max he's, after. Are you serious? The next no. Mad Max. Yeah. Are you one hundred percent serious? It's <laughs> like I'm not Max. even like surprised if Taika. Yeah, did he's Kung doing. Fu he's doing. He, they're par- signing him for everything. He's doing Parasite everything. Two. It's gonna be oh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like hey, a subversive. You're, you're a rich yeah. person. Weird. <laughs> look at my big house. You want to come into my big house? <laughs> Don't look in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing down there to see. Um. But uh, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh, no, I was going to mention the fucking snake joke in this movie about uh, Thor talking oh, about yeah. um, uh, Loki. Yeah. Loki. I, I forgot what he, the joke even is. It's just like him, like as he always was tricking me since we were kids or something. Mm. Yeah, and then he turned into a snake. And he said, yeah. ah, it's me. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, it was like, like the timing <laughs> is so, but that, that was a fully Chris Hemsworth improvised yeah. joke. But also and, it was yeah. just funny that he just said like, he knows that I love snakes. Like you don't expect someone to yeah. say Yeah, that. that's like, kind of a dark little like yeah. he just knew I love snakes. So that's like that's, so good. That's what's really special is yeah. you Chris Hemsworth does have great comedic timing. Yeah. And he's a funny actor when he For wants sure. to be. So can uh, I mean have you seen Hiddleston? 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 have you seen Extraction? Funniest Hemsworth. Funny <laughs> when he beats up kids. Yeah. That was when, the funniest part. When the kids part, come yeah. flying off the roofs, that's when I chuckle the most. <laughs> no, though, um, I generally like laughed at that. You saw, you guys saw Extraction. I've seen Extraction. I have not yeah. seen Extraction. He, but you can go that's for a it. Russo Brothers joint. It is. Yeah. 
Which is related to MCU. But yeah. remember, like, he was just beating up those kids? It was, like, played off so comedically. It was insane. <laughs> That's so it's, awesome. It's interesting. It was like he was this the Hulk in that me. movie, and he mm-hmm. was just, like, tossing him around. I said the it Ru- sold me on the, the movie. The Russos were producing yeah. that movie during Endgame, yeah, which during is Endgame. insane to me that, that they were even weird. thinking of another thing uh, yeah. during Endgame. But let's, yeah. let's get Thor over there beating up some kids. Let's get that going on. Yeah. Get that in the back burner. I, I th- The thing that bums me out about... Hemsworth is he and this is so interesting from the beginning because it's like I was never really sold on him as Thor until Avengers and I think he's incredible on Avengers because yeah. Whedon's yeah. obviously uh, knows what to do with a character like Thor but just like his comedic timing in that movie I was like oh shit okay Hemsworth is great and I wasn't really fully sold on that from Thor um, but it just sucks that like things like Hollywood is the way that it is now where it's like Hemsworth could be like a Kurt Russell type guy where he can do these weird yeah. smaller movies and he can even be funny in a bunch of them. But it's like, no, he has to be in men in black fucking worldwide or whatever the fuck I, it is. You know, that's certain, Cause it's the same yeah. duo. They, they had such good chemistry in this movie that they were like, they were let's sign them yeah. together. It's a testament to Waititi that that movie yeah. sucks. I tried to watch that movie. Yeah, I, really? couldn't, I, I couldn't get 15 minutes past that movie. I turned it off. Like, wow. Yeah. So yeah. you think Waititi just knew how to capture that? And he's the X factor, man. It's like in, in it, it just, yeah, it's, it sucks that now Hemsworth is like Hollywood leading man guy where it's like, that's cool. And he can, he can do that if given the right vehicle, but you can also do weird shit with him too. I think he has that, uh, capability of being like a Kurt Russell type. Yeah. But I think Kurt Russell has, I mean, I don't want to shit on Hemsworth. I just think Kurt Russell has more charisma than, than, uh, Hemsworth. Than Hemsworth. Yeah. There's a certain yeah. tra- gravitas that, that yeah. Yeah. Russell has, you know, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's neither here or there. But I mean, you see, <laughs> Kurt Russell was given more opportunities to do that stuff, and Hemsworth's being plugged into fucking Men in Black Four. And yeah. Well, Hemsworth shit, needs to be you know? choosier then, because yeah, like I is. mean, he's very Kurt passive. Russell, yeah, that's yeah. true. He, he likes could be being picking Thor and, Yeah. yeah. He did, I think it's uh, sorry to kind of interject, but he did oh, say yeah. like he does, like he would play Thor forever if the audience would have him, which is mm-hmm. to me. Um, it sounds like he's he's kind of just. You know, I mean, that's cool. Like, that, that's it. like, fine. Cool. Like, yeah. if that's what he wants to do, yeah. The but he, you're right. Though. He is. There isn't yeah. a choosy type. You yeah. know, that You know. I think he Kurt tried to Russell do Russell was just so dedicated to Carpenter. You know yeah. What I mean, uh-huh. so like, it's like I'm with you, man. For like 15 years, he made movies with Carpenter. Mm, yeah. From, uh, thing to well, Escape from LA. Escape from LA. Like, if anything, yeah. like he's like the Kurt Douglas to like Kubrick. Sort of thing. <laughs> that's that's a crazy comparison, yeah. but it, it tracks. Yeah. A muse. It's his muse. Yeah. All I'm saying is Hemsworth, hit up Tarantino. Let's like I don't know, just or some like weirdly like super auteur yeah. like director. I'd love to see him in a in a in a good non MCU movie. Yeah, he's gonna like Hemsworth is uh an Australian cowboy that's brothers oh, that's with Karen Tarantino's good. character in uh Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Him as in like outback Australian cowboy. That's a that's a good. That's is a he good, not, a good, that writes itself. Is he not in the movie Australia as that? I don't know. That's, I feel uh, like all Australian actors were in that. That's movie. that's were, Wolverine. That was Liam. Huge that was Liam. Oh, in that one. <laughs> I think that's also part of what uh, Tiger said that in this movie it's already a comedy because the guy who you pick to to play a Norse god is some Australian uh, like. <laughs> Really buff a good looking dude. Yeah, for sure. And um, uh, he has that accent too sometimes. But yeah. It works. Um, it works. 
But yeah, we're getting to the end of the movie on the TV here. Uh, it's time for do... it's time for director showdown Ragnarok. Ragnarok. We're, yep. Yeah, we're, we're talking Ragnarok. <laughs> talking Ragnarok. <laughs> I want to say um, really cool <laughs> performance by bit. Clancy Brown, the master voice actor as a searcher here. What's, um, that's what? Clancy Brown? Clancy Brown is Surtur, the voice of Surtur, um, the okay. big giant fire demon oh, okay. that Thor fights. Uh, Clancy Bro- Who's Clancy yeah. Brown again? He's in Starship Troopers. He's, uh, I feel like I, yeah. uh, that name rings a bell. Clancy he, Brown, what? Oh, man. He's, he's, a supporting, he's like a supporting yeah. actor in lots of things. Actually, the most recent thing I saw him in was Flubber. <laughs> I forgot he was in that shit. Flubber. He's with, uh, um, what's that fucking guy's name? Are Ted Levine. Googling Ted him? Levine, he's a... Uh, yeah. He's he's the henchman with Ted Levine and so you had a fun little casual viewing of of Robin Williams' Flubber. That's not it. No, I, it's because I watched the Absent-Minded Professor oh, wow. on um, Disney Plus, and then I realized that John Hughes wrote the screenplay for Flubber. So I watched Flubber, which is an exact remake of the same movie that I just said. Um, I cried as a kid when that. Yes, oh, yeah, spoiler when, alert. When, okay, yeah, I won't yeah, say when, it. But yeah, yeah there's a spoiler moment in that Flubber you cried? when Weebo no, there's dies. There's something that happens in robot. Flubber. Yeah, he was in. Yeah. Uh, He's the yeah, Mr. Krabs. Him, He's Mr. Krabs. He's Mr. Krabs. He's fucking Krabs, Mr. Krabs. Yeah. 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 Uh, He's Starship, Starship Troopers. That's like weirdly what I still know. Flubber. He's in uh, some Del Toro stuff. What is, uh, what is he? Is he he's tall. Group? I feel like is he's he... tall. Yeah, he's a tall guy. Uh, Cowboys and Aliens, but we don't Cow- talk he about was him. in Cowboys and Aliens. Oh he yeah, who, who was? Damn, that's a he crazy was cowboy. He was disappointing movie. Yeah. He was in Hail Caesar. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, a, he's in Hail Caesar. He's, he's acting with George Clooney. Yeah, I watched right that movie man. like a week ago. Oh, and Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Curly Joe. Water. Oh, yeah, he was the guy who... Uh, oh, the guy who gets the shit beat out of him by Buster, Buster Scruggs. Scruggs. Like with wow. that, yeah, with funny. the table. God, that's... that's cool, so clear water. <laughs> what do you guys think about the idea that Asgard is gone? Sorry. I just realized it blew up here. Back that Asgard? Well, it's, uh, it's a people, not a place. And they had to have the illusion of change. Yeah, it very much is in that. Uh, you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you, you watch that, Patrick Williams. Yeah, explain. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's very much one of the the biggest signifiers of this uh, illusion of change. Basically, that um, you can watch the Patrick Williams MCU video. It's not trying to take down the MCU. Uh, I mean, but it but it is critiquing it, the MCU in the sense that it's very much like the Marvel comics, where you need to. S- make things seem like they change. Uh, and a big way to do that is to destroy Asgard. Take away an eye. Or a hammer. Take away an eye. Take away in, a hammer. Pop in uh, a, a robotic eye later. Bring yeah. Asgard back later. It's, it's all these things that are a little empty, but you need this kind of continuity to continue. You can't full stop until Endgame. You know, Endgame did have some things finally coming to an end, thankfully. Um, the game. Yeah. The game it did end, yeah. it did end. But but no, it's it's one of those things that it it felt like it had weight when I was watching Ragnarok the first time. Mm-hmm. But you kind of realize that it kind of doesn't by the well, time you e- see Infinity even War. Ragnarok has a sort of uh, s- m- uh, meta commentary on all that. You know, um, mm-hmm. he he even he had a discussion with Loki and says, "You're the mischievous one, and you're gonna." You know, oh, you're going to we'll betray this, yeah. me. Yeah. I'm going to trust you. Then you're going to betray me again. And it's going to keep going and going. We'll do this forever. And do yeah. this forever. And it's just like, I can't help but feel that, like, it's just a recognition of that. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Definitely. YTD having some yeah. fun with the system that he's, like, playing with. Mm-hmm. And just, and blowing it up at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so you can totally see that, too, because I think another movie that has that 
gives the illusion of change, like the way you guys said, is Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 seemed like it was going to be a full oh, stopping point that's for Iron one. Man. Yeah. And then, you know, um, you know, he destroys his suits at the end of that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, in the next one, he's got more fucking suits than ever. And then the same thing goes for this one. You know, like, there's no hammer. Like, you know, Thor doesn't need the hammer. The, the power's inside you the entire time. Guess what? In Infinity War, he needs a fucking hammer. A hammer. To, like, it's a big old hammer in to, that one. He needs a hammer to defeat Thanos. He gives like, Cap yeah. his old little little bitch hammer Yeah, in that exactly. One. And so, yeah, you're right. Like, it, it, it kind of... You, comic books do do that a lot. Because, you know, the, the story needs to continue. And, yeah. you know, as, as much as one person puts their stamp on on an era of, of storytelling, the storytelling does continue. Unless, yeah, you, you know, your book to... is canceled. Have a guy after that writer to come in and kind of like rein things in and kind of like, well, this is why. Yeah, da, da, yeah. Da, you know, it's like it's like Doctor yeah. Who. It's like you know, you're just like this is this is a uh, all that shit happened, but this is what's happening now, and this is like you yeah. know we acknowledge that, but this is totally different. And that's that's why I feel like superhero films can never be. This is so controversial. Ooh, they can never cinema? be like. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, like Scorsese said it best, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah, he was talking about yeah, yeah. what you're, I think, Because there's saying. no real risk behind it. There's no, like, you know, loss, sense of loss with things. Yeah, you know? I don't yeah. think that's a dig at it, though. Like, I no, think what you're real. saying. There's nothing. Yeah, it's not it's a its dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, just like, like he Scorsese said. said. Yeah. yeah, it's popcorn. There's nothing wrong with going on a roller coaster. You I think, yeah, fun. I think it's we've fine. said that yeah. on Countdown to Infinity multiple times. It's just like, this is serialized, this is big budget serialized storytelling like to the fullest extent but it's basically it's big budget tv and i think i've always, i've said that yeah, multiple yeah. times and again i feel like when i say that you know it's it sounds like it's a knock at it but it's really not like it's just like TV's i mean he's good now yeah tv it's, is good like you people wish well, they like, could make s- storytelling like this I don't know, this is awesome like, like, I, I i get it i like i it. think shane caruth said it best <laughs> you know like it's it's okay to have i don't he didn't say these exact words but like it's okay to have like junk food yeah, but just don't have it all the time. <sighs> yeah, and then I think I think the nuance of what Scorsese yeah. was saying gets lost too. In that his bigger issue was like when these movies are all we have, and that, the theater yeah. is ninety yeah. percent these mm-hmm. movies. That's when we have an issue. Oversaturation and, of sugar, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. It's like when that's pri- your primary diet, and that's what to you defines film and define cinema and movies and stuff that's, that's when yeah. there's an issue it's like that should be a that can definitely be a thing that you take in but it shouldn't be the only thing basically mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah uh but yeah on that note guys the credits are rolling uh john delphin final thoughts thor Ragnarok. at the same time all right let's at do the this same let's exact this, time. winner screams loudest <laughs> <laughs> snyder see okay <laughs> see the snyder cut of this movie is a whole lot three and a half hours <laughs> yeah long. it's longer it's more no coherent, color. no color. Oh no, melodramatic as fuck. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just playing. Um, this um, Thor Ragnarok is obviously the my favorite of the three Thor movies. I think Taika Waititi brings a uh, a very enjoyable um, you know tone to it that was kind of missing from the first two. The first two kind of take itself a little too seriously, not or at least compared to this one. I guess they they really kind of don't take yourself. If you think of the Dark World, the Dark World's kind of a goofy movie, um, but. I love the fact that this one is kind of a, it's an anomaly in the MCU. It doesn't feel like um, some of the other ones, you know, the other ones, I know we've said it on countdown a couple of times that some, some of these movies can start to feel at least like visually kind of the same. Um, They kind of feel, you know, almost cookie cutter in a way. 
Um, but this one is not at least, or at least it doesn't feel like it because of the way Ta- Taika brings his, um, his energy to it. And, um, it makes it much one of the more enjoyable movies of this entire 22, 23 movie franchise. Um, it makes it one of the more enjoyable ones and it's a, it's a fun ride. Yeah. I think I, I'm going to echo a lot of what you said. The, the idea that Taika Waititi was able to implement a lot of what he likes in movies into this movie mm-hmm. in front of the camera and then behind the camera, uh, too, is, is really exciting and masterful. And if you think about how serial these MCU movies are, serial enough that we have a podcast just about MCU right, movies, yeah, exactly. um, mm. there is also the idea that like most characters don't have an end to their story until they die and in marvel movies sometimes that even that's not the end of their story so it's it's interesting to to see how many times they can reinvent people you know characters like thor who uh started off in a different place than where we see him now um but yeah i think it's exciting whenever you can see an artist imprint their style or their temperament or their pacing or their whatever onto a movie like this um and so it's yeah it's really special i think if you think about thor you'll think about taika for a long time and i Mm -hmm. think that's a really good thing like you can't imagine a guardians movie without james gunn at least for now um so i I think it works it's good yeah um this is i mean like john said this is definitely my favorite thor movie too i think i heard somebody put it recently that the first the first two thor movies feel like you're doing homework like they they feel they feel just like <laughs> boring funny. and I weird. Love I love <laughs> I really do. Um, but yeah, they, and they the 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 best elements of those movies I think are the kind of fish out of water elements, which are always fun. I mean, fish out of water stuff is is fun, but it's like the the lore Except I for never. The fish. Well, yeah, I mean that fish. <laughs> that fish. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to say <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> that. Like, the thing that a comedy beat, but I was Jesus like, oh, Christ. shit, my bad. It was uh, no, no, no. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think uh, YTD was able to come in and like really insert his voice. I think th- this movie, to me, like when I saw it, was like, oh, immediately top three, top five Marvel. I love it. I don't know if it's still in that place, to be honest, because to me, I, I definitely see the seams the more I watch it, and I've seen it probably like four times now. Right. Um, but I see kind of the clear divide between where Waititi is like really having a lot of fun and like putting as much of his voice as he possibly can. The actors are having fun. I think most of the actors throughout the movie are having fun. Like Kate Blanchett is, is clearly having a, a good time just like hamming it up for sure. Um, but, but yeah, when it, every time it cuts back to Asgard, it's like undeniable for me that like, all right, let's get back yeah, to Sakaar. You know, else, like yeah. I, I know she's gonna take some people out. You know, whatever. It's uh, you know, uh, Edris, Idris Elba is gonna like have an uprising and all this stuff. It's just like it. That stuff to me is is real forgettable. It's real like like the MC. I feel like the MCU at its worst is kind of like plotty and kind of unforgettable. Um, and, and that's a little bit me, of fan service. That's uh, yeah. Just like, yeah, I guess little, so. It's like fan service, like, uh, plotty. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. And, but the thing is the, the, the Taika stuff, the Sakaar stuff is so fucking fun that it still makes this like a really, really good movie to me, uh, that it's able to like lift it up that much. Um, like the escape from Sakaar and the, and the weird ship and the, even that final fight, I think like, overcomes the marvel formula 
stuff for the most part for me, like when they're fighting on the bridge and like uh, when fucking Hulk jumps out and just like hits the bridge. And oh, just, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, Good it's a moment. Yeah. yeah. It's real like tight yeah. moment for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what he does next with Thor and I hope that it, it's a little more seamless and kind of like balances the, the tones a little better. Um, but yeah, still, still really fun. It's kind of the first, uh, movie this season. I think that we're covering of one of these directors entering like the mainstream hashtag. That's right, SA baby. Current. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, um, that's our territory. Are they going to be <laughs> upset? I don't think so. Right. I don't think they're listening to it past whatever the hell they listen to for the, um, for the article. <laughs> Uh, they already listened to a Ragnarok episode for you guys. They're not going to listen to this one, too. That's totally true. Um, Actually, we got the sense that he listened to bits and pieces of all three. <laughs> it seems oh, like just it. little snippets, yeah. yeah. Well, we it's always... a short little tidbit that they, they yeah. wrote for yeah. each podcast. So We can just call them fake news and, and really get our fans out. I say current. <laughs> they, yeah. Mobil- um, mobilize our, our, our QAnon oh folks. <laughs> Hashtag QAnon. Put that in the SEO, too. Get taken off iTunes. Um, no, but this, uh, yeah, it's a really fun movie. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I said it all, I think. Uh, Adam? Yeah, uh, I mean, same thing. I don't have any terrible hot takes on, on this. It's just exactly what it is. It's a fun, hilarious movie, and I think I liked it way better the first time I saw it around. Saw, saw it because I think this is a movie that's really designed to be in a theater like it's it's something because it's like I found myself not laughing as much while watching it by myself because like I think watching it with friends and then just a group of people really it like was so subversive and fresh out. yeah yeah in the theater yeah just to enjoy it with so many people and you can't do it during COVID because I know wow you're making us really miss the days I know <laughs> yeah. I know but it is uh, yeah I mean. I, at least, like, watching it by myself, you could get that more critical look at it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like what Brent said. It's just the seams are not as seamless as you'd like them to be. But it's not, a distra- it's not as terrible as a distraction as something like Black Panther's, you know, previous stuff that was the most mm, drastic yeah. thing mm-hmm. i've ever seen but yeah. you, you could still see you could still see the lines that's the only thing that really bothered me about this movie i think my favorite part about it is not even thor or it wasn't thor it wasn't tessa thompson it wasn't jeff goldblum it was uh carl urban he was Ooh, my favorite scourge, yeah, we yeah. didn't Look talk about my him, stuff really, right? Because yeah, God, <laughs> it was my favorite. Texas. Because yeah. he he was so funny, and also so he had the best character arc out oh, yeah. of all. He of has them. a turn. He did have a good. He yeah, had, and I love that about Taika. Taika takes these very small supporting characters that you don't really like think about, but they always have these special moments in time. Yeah, like you really pay attention to them, and then he starts. And then what Taika does is interesting. Is that. He keeps cutting to Carl like during like the the Marvel like fight scene, and it's like, what is going on? Like, he doesn't give a shit, you know. Like, but uh, clearly yeah. there was beats of him like you know feeling bad about like what he was doing. Yeah. He never did anything. He never did anything, and that was like his flaw, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And I just loved how like this guy, you know, he decided, you know, I'm gonna 
I'm going to do the right yeah. thing this time and go out guns blazing in the most badass way with two yeah. M16s in his hands. I, I think you mean do the right stuff. Do the, the right <laughs> Sorry. And it was also amazing how much focus he did put on that character because he was about to chop off the head of the girl that he was trying to impress like at the beginning. Yeah, that's That was right. like a yeah. nice mm-hmm. little like beat there to make him really like... Because like, I was like, oh shit, that was like the girl who was like trying to... Like it was all in good fun before, but now it made into like a very serious, yeah, like moral choice. Yeah, and he was luckily like pulled out of it, and I think like that's why I loved his character the most out of all of it because he's the one who struggled so much more, and he he, he has the, yeah he has the most Waititi arc. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. The yeah. the, the more the more morally gray like area that he had, he had he had more of a moral like ambiguity to him which is always interesting with taika's movies you know so yeah uh yeah as far as where it lands on the mcu i think oh. when i first saw it Ooh, oh, man. i really did think like you brent like I, I i really enjoyed it and put it up there but again watching it i don't know I, I, endgame is uh, an insane movie that I just don't know how you could ever like top. So like I'll keep Endgame <laughs> in like the back pocket of being the top, you know. Mm. But it's not. I don't know if it's top three. I don't. I don't think so. Interesting. No, man. I'd say top. I'd say Ragnarok. I think I. I have a letterbox ranking. Yeah. On my wow. Phone. I just. Don't, I, that's a lot to get into right now. Yeah. But I, I think it's still in my top ten. I think it's maybe yeah, six or I seven. Can, I could see that for me. Too. Yeah. It's to be sure. political, all of them are tied for first in my book. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's well, just, That's how you. That's calling. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized we had y'all on a uh, countdown to infinity on. Two separate Captain America podcasts. Wow. Like Grant was on the first Avenger, yeah. and um, right. was Adam was on Soldier. the Winter Soldier. You yeah. have some insane memory, John. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. I just I was like, there's two Captain Americas here. Like I was oh, like, yeah. I remember doing well, Captain I America. I did my favorite, every, and he did his years. favorite. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Winter yeah. Soldier, I think, still takes the bad as the best MCU It's movie. kind of the dark mm-hmm. nighty. Yeah. This like, movie takes place I, during Civil War, too. It's yeah, kind of place, insane to think place. about. What, <laughs> that is so weird. Happen, it is kind of weird. It's just completely yeah. separate. Yeah, yeah conf- that's something, a, a mini Civil War happening uh, in space. Up, up in the skies. Yeah. Up also, I want to say that I hate like the generic posters they put for these. Uh, on Amazon? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazon. Oh, the, MC, like, yeah, the MCU suck. posters. Just like They're profile so, posters. The Disney yeah. Plus yeah. ones are pretty insane. They're, they look good. Oh, yeah, they do. It's like concept art sometimes that they will plaster on the back yeah, of like the, the thing is pretty cool yeah. guys get disney plus um, oh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the parks are closed they need your 15 dollars yeah this is your two cents from your mainstream boys over go, here. go, go <laughs> buy feige yeah. another pair of jeans Delphin. oh no <laughs> i will jeans. hey give me a call i will get i'll get you your jeans <laughs> you know what uh, for real though like my parents said that they are going to disney world in july they haven't canceled it so they're technically open uh, you yeah. can get reservations for july, july right now Oh, boy. Those plans might change. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. If you just wear a mask and 25% capacity. That sounds like... that's that would be even more fun. That's actually really good for Disney World. 25% capacity? Are you kidding me? That's... Well, Good. That's, that's, yeah. yeah, you'll be able to ride like you can actually get on ride something. Stuff, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, let's go to Disney World. <laughs> yeah, I, they, apparently like, Disney World <laughs> released something on their website like that's emphasized like in bold print. Like you are coming yeah. over here at your own risk. It's your own like, risk. Yeah, basically. They, same yeah, like, they, they have to. Yeah. No, everyone's you, my climbing gym made me sign a waiver about that because I can't go back to my too. gym without a waiver. I haven't signed it because uh, I don't sign 
conspiracy theory fake uh, uh, <laughs> documents. A Democrat doctored. Uh, you see documents. all those five G towers out there? Wrote them. They wrote all. Uh, of them. It can't be easier to sign this gym agreement than it is to vote. Gym. Am I right, everyone? Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait in line. <laughs> Without a mask, yeah. thank you very much. We wait in line for Walmart. We should wait in line to vote. That's the <laughs> argument. <laughs> That's a, I just defined the yeah. arguments uh, that you see on Facebook. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, Delphin and John, for coming back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Thanks always, for having us. It's episode. always so much fun talking to you guys. Two you in guys. a row. Two in yeah. a row. Two in a row. This is great. Yeah. The, yeah. I think they're going to release a little separate, but we did a back-to-back recording, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, this is... This is going to be on uh, y'all's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, put it up on yours, yeah. too. Fuck it. Ooh, awesome. Yeah. Fuck We're it. always down for tent, baby. You. We always oh, want a sling yeah. tent. Sling tent. I didn't know what that <laughs> some means. lingo. I know, yeah, I was about mean? to ask. I was like, oh, I'm going to run a bunch of All I know is SEO. Fucking, jeez, yeah. I need to get There is some podcast sluttery going around. Yeah, around we're here. a bunch yeah. of podcast sluts. John's a guest on a ton of pods. I rarely guest on anything. That's truly true. Yeah, John's a big slut. Oh, yes. But babe, both of you guys make us feel special being on our show. Yeah. But honestly, you know John, that. if you if he's on your pod, it's it's means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it means it means oh, you had man. a third microphone. It was just a number for me, guys. Sorry. <laughs> a, yeah, you're you're going for the world record, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he's like yeah. the world record. He's like that prostitute you find at like three a.m. and you just like went yeah. through a mall and it, you're it'll just, do takes your money. This is John, <laughs> yeah. John gives you a hand. John is that, truck it's... stop glory hole. I'm call girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a congressman's call girl. You're an escort. Oh, I'm an escort. Yeah, I don't have yeah. to do it, but I do. Yeah, yeah. You were one of Clinton's. There's no feelings yeah, right for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the Lewinsky of podcasts. Yeah, I have to pay you extra to like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, guys, for being on. Uh, I think next week, actually, we if if I'm thinking about this right, we're yeah. back with right. And we're going to be doing, uh, I think, Baby Driver. Don't hold me to it. I might be fucking that up. I think um, it's Baby. A-B-Y dri- I think baby. It's I think Baby, baby driver. driver. Yeah. And um, uh, was, so, yeah, you guys doing anything that you want to? Oh, yeah. Plugs. I'm, I'm like trying to shut it all yeah, down. Yeah, fucking yeah. plug your shit. Yeah. Uh, what do you got to plug? Delphin? Yeah. We got to say go to Delphin Pod. No. <laughs> okay, I was like, uh, just Google Delphin Pod. Delphin Pod or Delphin Pod? Delphin Pod. Specifically. Delphin Pod, yeah. If you're a fan of mainstream podcasts uh, <laughs> and manic energy, manic energy. We, we, we uh, established that last week. <laughs> and you like San Antonio. If, and, and if you love San Antonio, tacos. And tacos. Uh, and Salinas. There's a lot more MCU stuff and Star Wars stuff. Man, we are mainstream. Uh, and, <laughs> 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 like, I was like thinking, like, yeah, yeah here we go. You're we're talking about like, even on the Revenge of the Sequel thing that he said, it was like, like movies like Zombieland 2 and Scream 4. And I was like, well, fuck. Out of the fucking, we, like, the plethora of episodes yeah. of that, you pulled that shit. Like, you know. I feel funny. like all your Toxic Avenger uh, yeah, fucking that's what he Kaufman episode. Anti-Trump right? stuff. I think he yeah. sent him, like, the Kaufman episode, right? Like, yeah. he sent him the um, the one. Well, even though, like. But you know reporters. That episode is not uh, aged too well, I don't think. But, I don't like, think you know, so. but, If you want to listen to episodes that don't age well, and they'll probably disqualify us from making any movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're Listener. in the right place. That's you're in the right place. Revenge of the well. Sequel. Listen to yeah, 2015 to 2017. It's all good movie stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like anytime like you come on with us, I have to like reinvigorate your want to do Revenge of the Sequel. Like, I feel like I'm like the sole <laughs> motivator. Here's what I'll say about that yeah. though: we do have like so many in the bank behind yeah, yeah, the paywall. Nice, but they're behind the paywall. You for now, motherfucker. It's um, we're doing. Was uh, this a know. Washington Post? 
Wow. <laughs> what what the is New it? New York Times. When the beat the truth matters most. Revenge of the Sequence <laughs> became has become our most difficult podcast to podcast about because now it we're getting to the point where like because we we have a third um, co-host here and who's not here right now because he was working but like uh, it's hard to for all of us to agree now on a sequel because we're getting down to like some like I think of some obscure shit because now like nothing's really coming out anymore and there's like you know every now and then for someone who suggests Kung Fu Panda two there's a uh, you know, another Star Wars or something else that comes up. Jackie or, Chan's second police Yeah, and story. like, you know, I suggested like more American graffiti and Drew was like, mm. Well, Crystal like, Skull. Crystal Skull, yes. Crystal uh, Skull was a good one too. It, it, yeah. Crystal Skull is a pretty cool one. Um, <laughs> yeah. But and then there's Gotta like, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just like, it's pretty funny though because like we were trying to figure out something. There was a, uh, like a Godzilla sequel on the Criterion channel that we were going to do and then we ended up watching it and we're like, this movie and I is, didn't watch it to be fair. Yeah, you didn't watch it, but and then like I was I watched it and I was thinking about it. I was like, this is kind of like very much an episode we did last year. So and I'm not constructive. I tell John, up. oh, let's do this sequel, and he says, oh, we've done that one. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I'm it's like, like oh, sometimes it's, 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 it's so gets weird. Things. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. man, we got to talk about Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll text like, him something like that, and he's like, we did. Drew said the same thing. He's like, I got it. Ten Cloverfield Lame, and I was like, that's fucking. That was four years ago that <laughs> we did. <laughs> oh like, my god. So I truly, we have the same problem that Hollywood has. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just gonna right? start regurgitating put remakes. A, now uh, put a point. new name on it. Put that again. We'll put Fuck name. it. Yeah. That's li- what you're doing with this yeah. one. I, this is our this third is Thor Ragnarok episode. This it's is come yeah, exactly. Out, That's so funny. Hundreds, if not thousands, of downloads. People are going to act up. like it's your first. Oh, we're becoming too <laughs> meta now. <laughs> yeah, you should just destroy the universe that Revenge of the Sequel One took place in and make Revenge of the Sequel sequel. Oh, it's the ultimate do, universe. Yeah, Shut down six sixteen, and then new... do all the sequels you've done before, and it's just new. Yeah, just so with new perspectives, you're like, yeah. "Hey, I like Ghostbusters 2016 now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your oh new God. character. That's yeah. your. That's what's your twelfth Suicide Squad Ghostbusters. <laughs> I'm Dawn. This is Belfin, and we're talking <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> you got to be new characters. That was the best. Like you, <laughs> Belfin. Belfin is what in the, ad, the adult dictionary, whatever that thing is, Belfin. where it's Belfin? probably a sex thing. A Belfin plug. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, a Belfin plug. Belfin. On is, what better note? Then Belfin. Thank you guys again for being on. Listen next week. Go listen to Countdown to Skywalker. Countdown to all these countdowns. Countdown to Infinity. All Disney properties. All all Disney properties. Revenge of the sequel. Um, And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye bye. See ya.